Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. Kevin Christie. I'm watching my dog drag its butthole across my carpet. Yeah, last uh, week he was aggressively humping. Yeah, I think he may be going uh, insane. Maybe. But he just jumped on his back and just like methodically was just yeah, humping him for 20 minutes. his friend. Yeah. yeah. It was really weird. So. Okay. Um, so here we are. Uh, another week. Another uh, another episode. Pretty much dedicated to Morrissey. <laughs> which is a lot of episodes considering neither of us are like big Morrissey fans. Yeah, no. But what we are interested in is our friends who are really obsessed with Morrissey. Yeah. So uh, before we get into that, uh, this is your last week to get a podcast shirt. Yep. This is it, I think. Yes. Right? Or was it? No, it was the 18th. Yeah. So yeah, this will be the last week. Friday, the 18th. Uh, it's the last day you can get one. So do not, like, this is it. I don't want, if you email me and like, hey, I missed it, yeah. I will literally not care. Yeah. But maybe can I get, no. Nope. By the 18th. Even if I have an extra one, I'll burn it. We have to, by the way, get the okay. colors. I will, I Did will. you email the guy? Yeah. No, he has them. They're there. Okay. They're done. Um, okay, cool. So, yeah, get one. They're available in a few awesome colors, and the design will be no more after this. So, jump on that shit. Road dates, I don't have any right now, but that's all right. Um, there will be a couple soon. I'm just waiting until they're official so I can announce them. Uh in the meantime, if you live in Los Angeles, both Kevin and I will be performing at the Comedy Store, Word. West Side Theater for Neil Brennan's awesome new material night. Word. My new material night, uh, the workshop show. September 23rd is the next one. I will be there. We have a possible Joe Rogan. I don't know if he's on the road yet. Um, I still got to find out. And then Brent Weinbach uh, and Fahim Anwar, who are both super funny dudes. Uh, that will be a really good show. So go online, get tickets for that. Um, and then let's talk about this episode. April Richardson, who we've had on the show before. Yep. Super cool. Uh, encyclopedic knowledge of music you've never heard of. Um, and music you have heard of. And she's a huge Morrissey fan. She started uh, a one-month tour based around a bunch of Morrissey dates around the country. So she came over and talked to us about how she set that up and what those shows were like and then there was a big chunk of that where we got pretty like let's get serious yeah, it got very real about just kind of the nature of fandom and the nature yeah. of kind of in your life what you pick to focus on and the things you pick yeah. to care about and how you you know you end up maybe sacrificing other parts of life based yeah. Basically, like what you don't, you can't have everything in life, and so what you you gotta be careful what you pick, and right, you get to certain ages where you start to question your decisions, and we sort of get into that. That's for what a lot. lot. A lot of it was hinged on that part where we were like, are we at the age to? Are we doing in more of this than we should? Yeah, should we? You know, because we're all in different parts of our thirties. Yeah, and so we kind of went into, you know, should I still be liking? what I like this much is this a yeah. young person's game should I be moving on yeah. and then we kind of you know went into like well we live in different you know cities and do different things than a lot of people who have moved past being following a band around or yeah. still you know going to too many concerts or having your house decorated like you're you know 23 or whatever right um, but I, I thought all that was super interesting it's in I mean you don't hear I mean I don't know it, it's, it's tough because I think um 
you always feel weird about complaining about life when you get to do some something cool as a job. Right. Yeah. But there are certain sacrifices to it. Sacrifices yeah, totally. to it that I don't know if people are aware of that are you know. Yeah. You have to worry about it as a person. And her, I mean, her take being a female was pretty cool because yeah, she's it's like, it's different. different for you guys. You don't, you can like fuck off and not think about having to get married and you never have to have a child or whatever. And yeah. I um, know oh it was pretty good. Yeah. And um, it's an interesting episode. And April's like super cool and funny and we awesome. We also get to hear about her driving cross country and, and yeah. just going to shows and what it's like to see someone that many times in her relationship to... Yeah. Super sad Morris. And how she kinda knows him and like yeah. I don't know, she's yeah, she's an interesting person. Um and the episode is really good. So uh we hope you enjoy it. And with that being said, here we go. Morrissey time with April Richardson. No, no, <laughs> That's how we'll start. We first of all, we already started. Ambush April Desert Island okay. five app. I've never noticed by the way that you're don't have an on-off switch. No, no, do. they're just. Uh, they're always on. They're all if they're plugged in, they're on. We're like the NSA. <laughs> yeah, you're always being listened to and recorded. Yikes! Okay, I did not. I really didn't yeah. know that. So if right now you had to pick. <laughs> oh God! Cool now, intro. Here's the here's okay, the thing okay. though. It's not your top five favorite songs of all time. Because we've realized that is literally impossible yeah. to no, figure out. No, I can out. tell you my top five favorite songs of all time right now. Whoa! Wait, what? Number one favorite song of all time. Follow me. Fall on Me by R.E.M. Okay. Number two, There's a Light That Never Goes Out by The Smiths. Of course. Um, shit. Ah, uh, here we three, go. I, no, I used to have a real tight list, like, <laughs> off the dome. I could just tell you this. Those are the two, like, forever and ever that never change. Um, uh, I mean, See, now it gets I'm, hard. It does get hard. <laughs> yeah. I talked a big game, and then now <laughs> I fucked up. Yeah, you um, got too deep, and you just went... Because I could also, the albums are much easier. But yeah, those it are is. my two favorite songs. Holy shit. I mean. Now, if we frame it this way, which is what we, we did. Uh-huh. These are five songs that you would take to a desert island. So not necessarily, right. like you're stuck on a desert and island. you could for, listen to them over and over and over. Yeah, for the foreseeable future. Those for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of which new order. Because like Technique, <laughs> like the whole album of Technique I need on this island. I the need it. The whole thing. <laughs> you don't get it. You I need it. You can you can have three songs from it because that's what you have left. Yeah, you guys already did your list. <laughs> we huh? did, yeah. And I don't know what they are, and so I don't know how hard. Well, our I'm lists are judged. very specific to like the types of song you, songs you may find yourself needing, like right. a dance yeah. song, a song to get you fired up to cut down a tree. Yes. Yeah, like things like that. All mine are like for crying. Yeah, I, mine, mine. Before That's the thing, I was, you don't really want five crying jams. Before I settled on like, I couldn't pick five, but all right. mine were like heartbreak, breakup, the, yes. you know, sad stuff. And then I'm like, I can't settle on five. There's way too many. And then I'm like, well, I'm gonna be on a deserted island. Like I'm gonna yeah. need fucking something to fit. He threw and, on a legit oldie. Yeah, like an upbeat, an upbeat, fun, carefree oldie. Like a Kerth one hundred and one. I'm gonna go upside your head with this that no (laughs) one's gonna care about. I'm gonna go with this very specific, this Elvis Presley song. It's called "Trying to Get to You," but it has to be the version from the '68 comeback special, and that's definitely. I listen to that a lot of times before (laughs) I go on stage. That's my ultimate like fire up jam. Yeah, because it's like. First of all, I watched '68 comeback special probably once a week. Is that the one where he did he covered Unchained Melody? No, that's like an older, sad 70s. Yeah. 
Because that like, one was bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, that was from like either the last year of his life or the last or the second to last year of his life. Yeah, because he was like fat old. and sweaty. He had a guy yeah. handing him a towel yes. and he kept fucking with him. Yes. Yeah, that's a weird special. I can't watch that because it like bums me out. The but, cover of Unchained Melody is pretty epic. Oh, no. I mean, his voice sounds amazing, yeah. but it's like I can't watch that at all. I, it really bums me out. And actually that last, I think that was the last year of his life and it was taped and Colonel, the Colonel wanted to like mm. release it as a concert film. And people were like, are you fucking crazy? Like he looks terrible. It's like yeah. so depressing that that's how much he wanted to continue to make money off of him where it's like, he looks his absolute worst. He's going to yeah, die also, within like, months. How much money did you this? already make off him for exactly. God's sake? That guy, exactly. by the way, would sell, someone told me this. Or I read it, or I can't remember. He would sell I love Elvis pins mm-hmm. and I hate Elvis pins oh, yeah, oh, to yeah. the people I that mean, thought Elvis was like perverted with the way he danced. Yeah. He would so he would sell both sides. He was just all to make about more money. To make more money when he already had their contract was fifty fifty. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Like unheard of. Mm-hmm. He already was getting fifty percent of that dude's money and he was still like trying to make also, more. Also Elvis had that thing where if he covered your song you had to give him half the publishing. Is that true? Oh, yeah. well, then that he then that's which the is even got, crazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because because uh, yeah. uh, he was probably like, I'm gonna make it another hit for you, dude. Basically, yeah. he he yeah. wanted to cover um, "I Will Always Love You" by Dolly Parton, right? And she said no because she he wanted want, half the publishing. Yes, I totally read about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's insane yeah. to ask for that. But it makes sense though. Like, I it think wasn't Sinatra him. It was the Colonel. He did so many things that like he didn't even know about. Yeah. Because also, you know, David Bowie wrote "Golden Years" for Elvis. Really? He wrote it for him being like, I want Elvis to record this. And the colonel was like, no thanks. And I'm like, how perfect would that have been for 70s Elvis when to sing When you even song? hear the yeah. way Bowie sings it, you can tell he still exactly. has that in his mind. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So what's this? I got to look this up and listen to it anyway, later. So that, because song. it's like gets me real fired up. And it's also the sort of <laughs> thing where I watch, it's, it's a performer at the peak of his powers. So I watch it being like, I'm trying to do that. And yeah. also, you know, that's Eddie Murphy ripped off. Eddie Murphy like worships Elvis Presley, and that's yeah. why he wears head to toe those leather suits in Raw and Delirious are completely <coughs> oh, yeah. modeled. The after Delirious the suit is not special. a match set; it's two separate pieces, actually. Oh, it is. Yeah. What's the Elvis oh, oh, song again? It's not again? like a jumpsuit. You mean? It's not. It, yeah. Well, it, what he bought a leather jacket and leather pants. They weren't like right. the same, made by the same people. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. What's, Wait, is Raw? Which Delirious one's is red, red one's raw, purple. Raw's blue. Delirious is red. Oh, I thought it was purple. It's a purple. it's a d it's a blue it's that's. Yeah, it's a deep, it's a deep <laughs> it's lavender. No, it's not lavender. It's not lavender. But yeah, um, so that that gets me fired up. It makes me want to bring what, my. What's A-game. the name of it again? Trying to get to you. Trump, but it's the sixty-eight from the sixty-eight comment special. It's definitely on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I'm just putting it in so I can listen to it later. And that's the one where he's forget. got the black leather. Black leather. He's sitting down. Yeah. With the band, and he is wiling out when he sings that. And his it's hair is like. There's never been a more attractive human being. <laughs> than his Elvis hair, I can I can really special. picture him. It's everything is perfect. It's very iconic. Isn't that the is that the special? They, that's the I think an image from that special. Did they use that for the stamp? His commemorative stamp? No, the f- stamp isn't the fifty stamp. The stamp that won. I think it's I the think 50. there's yeah, more it's, than one stamp though. No, because they voted on it. Please believe I remember this because my mom. This is a very heated discussion in our house. Right. Because <laughs> I was a teenager really? and my mom voted for the seventies Elvis stamp, and I was like, "Woman, are you crazy?" And right. I voted for the fifties Elvis. Stamp. I think the 50s was there a sixties yeah. choice? No, it was just fifties or seventies. Oh. But it was like hot seventies. It was Aloha from Hawaii seventies, right. where he still looks good. Right. He only got gross in the last year of his life. Right. I get a little annoyed when people like wholesale dismiss 70s Elvis because he was still badass until like the last year or two. Right. He still looked good. Well, your DD guy, like 74. 77. 77. Yeah. Anyway, so that's probably my third choice. 
You're so I got was- two criers, one pump up jam. <laughs> <laughs> one pump up jam. Um. So you got two more to go. Yeah. I don't know. See, it's really hard, right? It is really hard. It took us two and a half months to record this episode. We did a whole episode on songs that almost made it to the top five. Right, right, right. Until we could settle. Wait, you know what? You said you had a Rolling Stones song in your top five. Yeah. What happened to that? It didn't end up making it. It just fell off in the last few weeks. What was the song? Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, okay. I I think that's one of the... I I love that song so hard. Okay, yeah. But I don't know that I need it on a desert... (laughs) Yeah, I'll right. Have, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to nail down like, because I would seriously choose some fucking third base, like Gas Face or some shit. I want like some Yo MTV Raps era hip hop, right, like, like an EPMD. Totally. Yeah, I did. Because I, I just well, no I saw hip-hop. Straight Outta Compton for the second time this weekend. Too. Is it good? I haven't seen it. Yet. I've heard it's, it's great. So good. Really? It's so good, but it's also like even other than NWA when I was watching it, like that's my shit as far as like. You know, that's the era of M- Yo MTV raps and like yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And so even when they were talking about like other oh, rappers in it, like I missed that. I'm, and this that is an old lady thing to say of being like, oh, it used to be so much better. But it's like I kind of do miss rap that wasn't just all about like partying and money. Yeah, I miss, that's why like, I don't listen to it anymore. Rappers. Yeah, I don't listen to any hip hop anymore. I do a little bit because my best friend Millie, who still lives in Atlanta, which is like trap music forever, like she is up on all new shit because yeah. it's played in in Atlanta all the time. So she's the one that'll email me and be like, "Yo, you heard this new shit, this new shit," and so she keeps me up to date on it. But and I like some of it, but it is all about partying, which is fine. Partying is very fun. No, but yeah. There's like no one's mad. It's so weird to me that in today's political climate, when I was watching Straight Outta Compton, I'm like, this could have been filmed a week yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> all this shit is super still, still happening. happening. And it's just weird to me that there's hasn't been another Public Enemy or another NWA. That's why people like Kendrick Lamar. I mean, I guess like Run the Jewels is like the closest, yeah. like Killer Mike's like the closest we got right now, which is rad. That guy rules. But I'm like, how come no one else is pissed off like these guys? That second yeah. Run the Jewels album is really good. It's totally good. I, like yeah. I think record labels just decided to stop signing those people. I would, I'd be surprised if they're not out there, but I bet right. record labels are just like, uh, do we want to be yelled at by our own artists? Right. Like, they're like, just yes. like, I mean, I, honestly, I think they're like, yeah, that public enemy thing made it real hard to sell crack to black right, people. So let's right. go ahead and they not actually, sign Actually, that's not true. They doubled down on that kind of music back when it was being um, yeah, at the time, cause considered I think it like got evil. Popular. And, yeah. right. Well, no, it was, it was the opposite of pop. People were like, this is corrupting our youth, and these guys are saying about murder and right. all this stuff. And then the label sat there and were like, what do we do? And then when it started selling like wildfire, even amidst all the controversy, they were like, Let's double it up. No, Let's I, sign more. I Let's think, give them their own labels. I right. think though, there's a big difference between the you're, the the rap you're talking about that parents were pissed about was more gangster rap. I'm more speaking about like rap that was like socially conscious like and conscious was like, shit, like you know like KRS One or yeah. or or, yeah. or, or, or yeah, Public exactly. Enemy or X Clan or okay. Poor Righteous Teachers. Like those those artists were more like questioning the system, whereas gangster rap was like. It was about partying, but it was more just about like violence. Right. right. That's the stuff the parents were like, no, we have to stop this. But it got incredible. It got so popular, it was worth too much money to not sign more of. So what are you saying that the labels didn't want to have? I don't think they want to sign. They seem to not want to sign like the more politically minded rappers, like someone like Talib Kweli. 
Oh yeah, because those guys aren't like they're never going to be hugely right. like marketable. They're they're harder to market. Yeah, that's always been the case with yeah. music like that, which but sucks. But you, <laughs> you guys should definitely see Straight Outta Compton. It is good, but it is the sort of thing where I'm like, as a woman, I'm like, yeah. why these guys are important geniuses fucking fighting the system whatever but i'm like why do you guys have to hate women so much they everyone gla- i mean from what i've read they glaze over dr dre slapping oh, the shit out of d barnes they pretty do, easily which is like dude i like worship dr dre in middle school are you kidding yeah. like when i got the chronic i've i used to wear like starter jackets the chronic and shit. is yeah. a perfect record it's perfect yeah like perfect perfect note perfect but yeah it's like he everybody hates women why can't we also help you fight police brutality and not just be a one of the funniest songs and it's funny because it's so over the top misogynistic mm-hmm. is it ain't no fun of the homies can't have yeah them yeah by snoop dogg and when i was Would, when i was a kid i was like yeah because it melodic. it's cool it's melodic but then I mean, when you listen too. to the lyrics after you're like you know 18 19 20 and you're, you're like, like wait a minute shit. this is Exactly. Also, the exactly. scenarios by which you're like, did this happen? Like, yeah. I, I have friends. We've never been in this situation. Right. It's just so hilarious right. how, like, I mean, it's so layered. On, I mean, they have, like, the fake DJ that's talking badly about And then they have, like, guest rappers come in and also shit on women. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. Did you read it all? The article? There's an article on Slate nitpicking the hats being not right time-wise. No, oh, like really? the White Sox hat, like you know, the movie. One of the years the movie takes place, right? They're wearing White Sox hats. They didn't have that White Sox hat yet. Oh no! Like they kind of got the era of the hats wrong in the start, and they're wearing New Era, which wasn't available. They right. weren't. They didn't that have the right. contract. I might have thought of that for a split second when watching it, only because I think I remember Easy E didn't start wearing White Sox stuff until he was solo. Yeah, because like in '87 they, they didn't have that logo. And plus, weren't they all about like the Raiders? It was all Raiders yeah, and it was yeah, all yeah. starter, but I guess like a lot of them are new era. Like right. the hats are apparently a little wrong. And nerds are like, um, excuse yes, me. Yes, of course. And yeah. Even yeah. I was like, wait, what? Right. The hats are wrong? Their wardrobe department yeah, was like probably white then. Well, also, yeah, if, yeah right. Yeah. Well, if you're the, well, I don't even think it's that, but if you're the wardrobe department is straight out of Compton, you go to start and you're like, hey, you want to make a very lucrative throwback line no for shit. straight out of Compton? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have bought this. They'd be like, uh, they're redoing the uh they're redoing the nwa hats i'd be like uh yes please yes, yeah i will order i'll take one in of each course. color yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that is crazy that they wouldn't even think to have a tie-in for that yeah that even like dr dre who's a billionaire wouldn't think of that no it's just i mean maybe there's a maybe people have deals with new era or it was easy or whatever but to me right. that was like that that made it i'm gonna see it but it kept me it like pushed me a week i was like come on right 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 because i mean that white i remember when that white Sox hat came out i was in seventh or eighth grade and i've just been like holy shit that's the toughest looking thing i've ever seen (laughs) is it showing in los feliz do what is it showing in los feliz uh, I don't know. I saw it again in Austin, and oh, then I saw I saw it like opening weekend at the ArcLight or yeah. something. So. I was afraid to right. wear that hat because I thought I'd get beat up. I went with me and Karen Kilgariff saw it opening weekend, and we like wept. Did you? You will cry. Yeah, we totally cried. Wow, okay. Yeah. And also, I was like, "Was is Ice Cube's son single? What's his What's his deal? <laughs> what's his deal? Even though he's like probably fifteen years younger than me or something." But also, I'm relatively sure at this moment he's knee deep in hose. Oh, of course, probably, of course. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah. You know. I did read a thing that was funny. Oh, it was Jensen. He tweeted something that was like, Ice Cube's son deserves the Oscar simply because he had to play in a scene. He had to 
play his dad hitting on his mom or something like, <laughs> like how fucking weird yeah that is, is fucking weird <laughs> yeah. he had to play his dad trying to fuck his mom like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, fucking yeah. crazy that yeah. is a very good point yeah <laughs> yeah He's yeah. like, he's a real good actor. <laughs> everybody in it is really good and crazily looks. I mean, obviously he looks exactly like his dad, but like even the other people, everybody looks exactly like the people they're playing. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. It's kind of right. trippy. Okay, I'll see it. Yeah, it's good. I'll watch it. Fine, I'll see this huge hit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I haven't paid I'll see this any... critically acclaimed hit movie. Quit trying to push it on me. I haven't heard much about it either way from it, people. No, it's doing it. It it won the box office like two, three weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. it's doing great, and it's being it's considered a great movie. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. And the critique of the misogyny is, I think, valid, but it's also a time and a place. It is exactly. It's, it's like, like watching it a fifties movie. Exactly. Mad no, it really was, but it just now with adult. It's like you said. I used to listen to this stuff all the time when I was a yeah. kid, and be like, "Yeah, I'm fully on board with that." And now, as a grown woman watching it, I'm like, "Yeah, you're like, wow, ah, that's yeah. okay, yeah. guys." But I'll still listen to that Snoop Dogg course, song and fucking laugh and be like, "Haha!" But I'm not like behind the message but or whatever. Sort of thing you know? Now with their adult, you can go, "Okay, but I know, I know this is wrong and terrible and whatever." Yeah. And just the idea of like kids listening to it, being like, "Oh yeah, this is." I'm on board with this. Like, not knowing that it's terrible is just, like, the bummer of it, I guess. Yeah, totally. Uh, speaking of bummers, you <laughs> followed Morrissey around. <laughs> Greatest segue of all time. Thank you. Uh, I really all, like I can't, that. You guys are very generous to have me back. I'm fascinated <laughs> I feel like by this whole thing. I feel like a fucking broken record because I just feel like every time I'm on anything, I'm, like, repping this dude so hard that it's, like, everyone shut Wait, up. have you talked about following him on tour on a podcast yet? I have not, but okay, I, good. The la- I was on at midnight, like, right before I went on the tour. Yeah. And Chris is always Chris is always on television trying to get this guy to hang out with me. And I just feel like any time I'm in awesome. any public forum, I'm like, so Morrissey, what's up? <laughs> um, yeah, which sounds very pathetic. All right, so, okay. You've yeah, already seen Morrissey live. Yes. How many times? Before the, this tour? Before, oh, um, I'd have to... I started, I sat down and like really did a real tally when I was on the Captain's tour. log. I did. Yeah. I, at the end of the, like a hundred and ten, I saw him nine times on the tour. So my, my total now is like 119 or 120 okay. or something. That's pretty great. Yeah. Over how many years? Since I was like 16, like since I was old enough to drive to shows. Okay. Yeah. And I have no idea how old you are now, so I can't average 20 years. Out. I'm 36. Wow. Yeah. That's Holy not really shit, that many. Twenty years. <laughs> oh my god! I've like never said that out loud. That realization. You've been like, you've been doing this shit. now for twenty oh, years. God. You had a hobby. That's a lo- that's a that long time. That is horrifying. For a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty years. Then. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then this year, you're like, all right, he's going on tour. Yeah, I didn't. The month of July, Chris Hardwick didn't have any dates, so mm. I just was like, hey, dude, since I, you know, I'm not going to go out of town with you, I'm just going to go do this. Like Morrissey was on tour. And then I just scheduled with a lot of help from Ron Babcock. I don't know if you guys know him. He's awesome. Yeah, I do, yeah. And he helped me out with contacts. So I was like, okay, so for the month of July, you know, Morrissey's playing these dates. So I, whatever, I just got a map and a calendar and sat on my floor and was like, what's the driving route that I'm going to take? And, you know, what cities are in between his shows that I could get shows in? And so I did just like kind of cold call people and go, hey, I'm going to be in your town this date. Can I do a comedy show? At like venues? At a lot of bars, a lot of punk clubs. Okay. I, I did a couple of like actual comedy clubs, but for the most part, yeah, it was just like 
whatever people could hook me up with because I was very limited and I was like, I'm only going to be there Wednesday night. Like, what can you do for me? Kind of thing. And would, would your shows be like the same night as Morrissey's show, but earlier or like the night no. before? How, how would that? Uh, no, because it is an ordeal to see that guy. Like I okay. can't leave anything to chance. Sure. Yeah. There's yeah. A, you know, I got to be front row. Right. If seeing him, seeing him is the second job of this. Right. So it, it's not a leisurely thing. So, no, no, no. There was never any time that it was on the same night. Okay. Because, well, thankfully on this tour, most of them were assigned seats. Because if it's a general admission show, then it's like, oh, I know I'm going to be in line all day long from like 8 a.m. until the show. Mm -hmm. And that only happened in Salt Lake City. Um, So, but an interesting thing did happen. I, a friend of a friend, well, I was alone except for the first, my friend Joey went with me the first like two or three shows. And he's a guy I met in line for Morrissey <laughs> like 10 years ago. And so we're just like Morrissey buddies. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anytime cool. that he lives in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. So anytime he comes here. Don't forget just saying Morrissey buddies. I think that's a good name for just a television show. Morrissey buddies. Yeah. Like buzzing buddies. Yeah, just yeah, totally. that's Morrissey buddies. Or and, a podcast and also about Joey's Morrissey. Joey's like 10 yeah. years younger than me. So he's like this young, cool guy. And I'm like the old lady hanging out with him. But <laughs> So whenever Morrissey plays here, like he'll come crash at my place and vice versa. So he ended up being able to go. But he has a real day job. So he could only go to like the first three shows. Uh-huh. Poser. And what then after a loser. that. <laughs> so it started at the end of June. And then for the whole month of July, yeah, I just drove across the car. I, I started in Ohio and then just made my way back. Your so car or rental? I got a rental. So you Word. drove or flew by no, yeah, flew to Ohio. Flew, you got a rental. Because originally, because Joey drove me to the first like three shows. And then when he had to go back to work, I got a rental car and did the rest myself. And um, it was rad. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to think of like specific stories to tell. After like the third show, a friend of mine, my friend Ryan texted me and he was like, hey, you know, my friend is the tour manager. And I was like, you could have told me this earlier <laughs> way earlier yeah so i was like okay and so he gave me his number and so i texted the guy and the guy was like oh I, like i tried and i also at the first few shows i gave morrissey notes like it's wait what do you mean like notes from the state because i'm front, you know i'm front row center every night so and so one of them as a joke as like sort of a joke i'm not delusional to think that that guy's <laughs> ever gonna come see me but like as a joke because the tour poster i had made i ripped off the cover of louder than bombs uh-huh so I printed that out and I wrote underneath it like, hey, like here are my tour dates. I'll put you on my guest list. It's not a problem. Just <laughs> yeah. let me know. I'll hook it up. Yeah. So I gave it to him like as a joke, you know, and he took the thing and he put it in his pocket. And then the next night he took like he saw you do it. And I was yeah, like, oh, but he thanks. takes notes from like people in the front row. Like that's not in I, I've given him my zine. I've given him like tons of shit. Uh, OK. I mean, he has a vague awareness of who I am in a way that. I've met him like five or six times, even just out in Los Angeles. Oh, really? How and did that work? Because his brother met him once. Or yeah, not met him. I know. I've seen the pictures. Met's a, met's a generous. Yeah. Right. And then the phone call was the best. Yeah. 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 I Well, I met him. The last time I met him was when Sparks played at the Henry Fonda last year, two years uh-huh. ago. And I just, I, you, I'm not shy. Right. Even when it comes to him, I mean, I get flustered, but I'm still fully like, what's up? Yeah. You know <laughs> he what was needs in the balcony done. sitting down and I was there. Uh, a couple of friends of mine ended up being there, like friends I know just from following him. And they were just really, they were like, he's in the balcony. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, well, let's go talk to him. And they're like, I can't fucking talk to him. And I'm like, why the fuck not? Let's go talk to him. And they wouldn't do it. And so I just like kind of walked right up to him. I was like, what's up, dude? And he was just like, hey, how's it going? But at this point... <laughs> 
I was fr- I am really good friends with this lady, Christine Young, who was his opener for like seven straight years. Whoa. And so he kind of knows me like as her friend. Like I texted her and was like, would he be mad if I just went to talk to him at the show? And she was like, no, he totally knows who you are. Like, it's cool. And so I went to talk to him and he was like, hey, how's it going? Like, he was very nice. Wow. He's never been like impolite to me or anything. So you don't think at this point he may be a little afraid of you? No. <laughs> no, no, I'm not being, honestly because you don't. It's far okay. Because I'm the lead. Don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying. To I'm like, very weird. What I'm doing is weird. I acknowledge but it. But in the realm of his fans, I'm yeah. tame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. normal. Like to the outside world, yes, I'm a fucking creep. But in his, into his world, I'm tame. Yeah, yeah. like I'm chill. You're, you're one of the good he, ones. He, it could make. It's possible that he's like. I wish. More fans were like that lady. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about that. I don't. <laughs> He's like a zine, know. like an occasional zine right. and a joke flyer. Yeah. And why a can't, rose. Why can't they it. all just start tours if based get, around my tour? Right. If I Instead get one of more just bother me too much. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, yes. I think I'm the more chill end of the spectrum as far as his fans go. But when I talk about this to uninitiated people, they're like, you're a fucking creep. What's your problem? Get right. But, <laughs> you know, well, okay, so. I talked to the tour manager and I, I told him I like gimmick or whatever. You know, I'm like, here's the thing I'm doing. I'm seeing this guy all month, but I'm also like, I made it a part of my own tour and I gave him the flyer. I'm like, isn't this funny? Whatever, whatever. And he was like, send me some of your stuff. And I'm like, okay. And so I sent him this bit that I have online that where I'm just talking about more. I tell a story about going to see Morrissey and almost getting murdered. And so I'm like, here's the thing. And so I think he showed it to him because the next night, he was like, hey, meet me before doors open. Like, meet me at the venue. This is in Minneapolis. And I was like, okay. And he came and he like escorted me in before everyone else and huh. took me to the front row and I got a wristband. Whoa, I saw that picture on... Uh... Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And so to me, and this is maybe super delusional, but I took it as a sort of like seal of a... Pr- like a little like, okay, you're cool with us kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean... And that was which show? In, that was in Minneapolis, but it only happened at that show. Okay. Like I didn't get like VIP treatment for the rest of the tour, but it was like the day after I was like, watch the stand-up clip of me talking about you, dude. And yeah. so where I don't can people know. find that clip YouTube or it's on my Vimeo. Vimeo. It's not, okay. I mean like they can find it if they look for, I don't know, like April Morrissey or something. It's not, it's not like the greatest thing in the world. It's uh. just the fact that like I'm telling a story, like all right. the jokes hinge on me going to see him. And I feel like yeah. if he was looking at stuff from fans, he'd be just looking for any glimmer of sanity. And like, look, she yeah. wrote a cohesive standard, but like, Oh, she's not nuts. <laughs> she's just a fan, but she does stuff and I'm her shit. Like whatever. Right. That's, I mean, like, yeah, I guess. I mean, ta- saying all this out loud to you guys now, I'm like, God. <coughs> but you're doing all this, like, within an actual profession, as opposed to other people that are, like, making weird videos in their basement, and they're right. just, like, obsessed with Morrissey. You're, like, obsessed with Morrissey, and you're a huge fan, but you're also, like, getting your job done at the same time. Yeah. So you have a life, you're clearly sane, you have an income, I, you have I a guess. home, you know? I mean, that's probably... Like, it wouldn't debate, read but, as creepy as, like, right. you know... 27 year old like pasty face person and like a you or know. like the guy who sent that video to Bjork or whatever what, what? what was that I don't, don't know don't you guys that. remember that I think about no. that all the time when I think about <laughs> hardcore fan shit really yeah it's like in her behind the music or whatever that guy who sent a video of him shooting himself in the head to Bjork you don't uh, remember that because they played it on VH1 up until like the second he puts the gun in his mouth no oh my god I have like nightmares about that because I saw it I don't ages remember. ago what and year I'm like, was that I didn't watch her behind the music 
It was in, or maybe it was some special about stalkers or something. But yeah, it was this guy. He sent her a video and he's like rocking back. He's nuts. <laughs> he's fucking nuts. And he's like rocking back and forth, like saying into the camera, whatever. And then like they showed him putting the gun in his mouth. And then that's when they cut it Who off. Who even fucking gave it to her? What manager is like, hey, check this out. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how she, I mean, I think it was just like sent to her as fan. I think it was this, oh, Yikes. some fan mail. And then you, yeah. you watch it and you're like, oh, fuck, I wish I hadn't watched that. So what you get thing, for being in the weird ass sugar cubes. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. So um, I didn't mean to bring the room down with that <laughs> story. But, but yeah, you're definitely not that person. I'm definitely not that person. Yeah. But I feel like that is a thing that people probably associate Ooh, with super fans. I, mean, did, I don't know if we mentioned this when we had my brother and Julian on, but who, are th- when you try to think of other people other than Morrissey that have this type of fan. Fish, right. the Grateful Dead. I would say Fish too because I was talking, when I, before I was going on it and I, I was on at midnight and I was talking about it. Yeah. In fish hopes for that sure. But do you think Bart fish- Coleman was saying, I've seen Fish as many times as you've seen Morrissey and we okay, were kind of comparing stories. Yeah. In my head, I, I don't think, Fish to me, the people that go see Fish is more about the communal experience of being at a fish concert and it's fun. Right. Whereas Morris, the Morrissey thing is like a cult of personality where everyone, his fans seem to be more specifically fascinated with yeah. him. Sure. Sure. But it's funny because when Bart was describing the process that he has to go through, when he was saying like what they do to wait in line and apparently like he was like, yeah, I always got to be in the front. So I got to get there at this time. And I know I got to put a blanket. To-. He was explaining this step-by-step process where I'm right. like, Oh my God, that does sound exactly like what we do. Right. I mean, yeah. I think you're right in the way that I don't think it's this personal identification with like the lyrics of fit. I don't know shit about fish to be honest, but like, yeah, yeah I think the Morrissey thing is probably next level, but it did this, the whole process and like the weird sort of hierarchy of I'm a bigger fan than you. I get to be front row. Like it, yeah. that all sounded super familiar. I think right. it sounded like it's part different of it. in that Morrissey fans are like more focused on the guy, but there's still like a community that builds around no, it. For sure, there's, like, yeah. that convention we went to yeah. was everyone had a pompadour. They're all wearing yeah. denim, right? You know, they're all oh, they no, look like yeah. they're out of the fifties. The fish thing to me, because well, fish is is it not true that fish kind of the rise of fish was just more about the absence of the Grateful Dead. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure exactly. And like when the Grateful Dead right. started touring right. less, it was like the fish. Fish, sure. fish was the heir apparent. A, a, the jam band culture just kind of has that built into it because right. there's other bands like that. There's Umphrey's McGee and the String okay. Cheese Incident. I'm only right. aware, of and th- people follow those motherfuckers around too because it's the culture around that jam band thing. It's like the live music experience. Right. We're laying out the blankets. We're getting high. We're doing yes. mushrooms. Yes. We're gonna peace, love, happiness, music. Sure. Five hour concerts. Yeah, yes. like the, all that's built into that whole. And it probably started from guys like the Dead, you know, in that in that era, but. Yeah, there's I that culture is built into that. The Morrissey thing goes definitely goes deeper and perhaps creepier. I mean, like the more <laughs> I thought about it, because I was gonna write a zine about this too, and then I was like, it's kind of grim for me personally, honestly. Yeah. And I will get really sad. Like I might cry talking about it, but like it's this sort of for me personally, the activity of doing that was it is a place that I feel like I belong and I'm understood in a way that. And that, how teenagers that I'm way too damn old to be saying that, but it's like the older I get and the more, maybe less so in LA, but like friends of mine 
you know, I don't have a family. I'm not married. I don't have a house. Like I don't have any of these things that society says a person my age should have. Mm -hmm. And so I think in everyday life, I really don't feel like I belong and not in a aggressively like fuck all you guys way, just in a way that I don't feel understood. And I don't feel like I have met these requirements for like adult milestones. And so I feel kind of alienated and weird. Even in the going to a Morrissey show is a place where I'm like, everyone in here fucking gets me. Yeah everyone in here is still doing this weird thing that we should have grown out of 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's this sort of escape from like, I'm yeah, this, this night, everyone is singing along. Everyone gets it. We don't feel like weirdos. So it's like emo cosplay. It kind of is truly. It is. And it's like, I, there were a few nights on the road where I was like, that is sad and grim. And it's, and part of me wanted to not do it anymore because I should, be trying to grow out of it but then it was like well if this is the only thing if these if this is going to bring me comfort yeah and i have adult money and adult time to go just do this and follow this guy around like then why not yeah and, and also like what's the alternative and it's like there are way worse things yeah it's not like not doing that is gonna like a baby's gonna come rocketing out of you and like, no of course <laughs> but i'm just saying it's like well what if i if i stop doing this maybe those other things would happen yeah, but I would be dedicating my time to it. To be honest with you, I kind of feel like not like. And again, I'm I'm not trying to get married <laughs> tomorrow and have a baby. I'm saying right, right. You know, I do spend a lot of time concentrating on this thing that comforts me. But I think that's because you want to. I do want to, but it's like it's comforting me from these other things I don't have. But is it also keeping me from those things? Maybe, but uh, maybe that's because those other things you don't have aren't as important to you as this other thing. Not right. to say that Morrissey is important to you, but like. Being for being some understood. reason the mechanism of being understood and yeah. going to these shows and 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 maybe traveling and things like that yeah. are more a priority in your brain yeah. than the notion of worrying about private schools. It's true, but yeah. So there are times I really like tripped on that when I was driving eight hours a day from like city to city. But it yeah. is it also serves as a fantastic reason to travel. I mean, like seeing him, his songs. Being mm-hmm. in that environment, that's all great. And you did it around a stand-up tour, so it wasn't like you just too. were going to sure, watch like it. That I would have been also, more depressing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was also getting to do like an hour of stand-up every other night. Yeah. But it was also a great excuse. I was like, I saw the entire country. I got to drive around the country by myself. That's it was cool. fantastic. That's awesome you to know, do that. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that otherwise. What was the coolest city you went to? Um, honestly, in between was the cool, like seeing parts of like Utah and shit that Isn't I was amazing never, during the unbelievably summer, unbelievably gorgeous, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, Omaha was really rad. I did a show in this punk club that was like in a strip mall in Omaha. That was fucking rad. Really? It was so great. And everyone there was like super psyched. What was the Mobile, turnout? Alabama. I had a rad show there. Really? It was like upstairs at this restaurant, but it ended up being like packed and rad. Wow. What was the, uh. So you did nine shows? I did 10 shows. I'd have to like look at my, because I, well, I skipped out on the last Morrissey show because I got sick, ended up getting sick and I felt like I had a cold and the last Morrissey show was in San Jose and it was general admission. So I knew, oh, I'm going to have to be standing outside all day long. And I just didn't, I was like coughing and sneezing and I'm like, I'm not doing that. So that's why I only saw him nine times, but I think I did 10 shows. And how was the turnout for the shows? Because it was like, you announced it pretty close to the date, right? They were, they all exceeded my expectations okay. because truly I was like, if 10 people are there, I'll be jazzed because right. it, it was all cities I had never done stand up in, even without, I also specifically tried to pick cities I hadn't been to with Chris. Okay. So it's like cities I really, truly had never been in, in any capacity, even as a feature. And 
they all totally exceeded my expectations. Uh, the first show I did was in Louisville, Kentucky, right? Which I'm like, who the fuck knows who I am in Louisville? Right. And it ended up being packed, even though it wow. was a place the size of like the UCB. Okay. You know, it's not an arena, but it was fucking <laughs> sold. It was packed. I was like, oh, this is amazing. That's cool. So they were small places, but most of them were pretty packed. And I think it not to be like, oh, because I'm such a draw, but I think it was a combination of you know, it was the city. People were psyched that somebody was coming to do stand up in that city. You yeah. know, people in Mobile, awesome. Alabama were like, yeah, <sighs> thank you for coming here. That's rad of you. <laughs> also, randomly uh, coming to that city in a way that's not like at the stadium. They're like, I don't want. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I love Kevin Hart, but I don't have a hundred bucks. Right. 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 I, I can go see a comedian I, I've at least heard of. Right. For, for five like, bucks exactly. down the street. Is that what ticket prices were? Five. They were between like five and ten. Yeah. That's great. And there were there were places. I mean, again, I just did this all on the phone. <laughs> so there were places I would call and I don't know any. They would be like, do you do a door deal? Do you do a dar dar And I'm like, I don't know what any of that means. I was like, just please don't scam me. Like I would said <laughs> that to several people. Yeah. And they ended up being pretty fair. I mean, some people would give me like 100% of the door and some people. I made, I made enough money to not lose money. That's I didn't awesome. make a profit, but I didn't lose money, which was fine. Right. Because I knew I wouldn't anyway because I was spending money on Morrissey tickets and I stayed in hotel. I mean, there were a couple of people that were like, you can crash with me. And I was like, mm, I'm a grown lady. I need a hotel room. Yeah. Thank you, though. So had I not done those sorts of things, I probably would have made money. But so hotel plus Morrissey tickets plus and like gas and stuff. And you still and came food. out in the black. I mean, I broke even probably That's only just so cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just like a summer vacation then. Pretty much. Like the Pretty coolest much. summer, but you got some work done and you get yeah. to see your favorite artist. And I got to see. Yeah, and it's like friends of mine at the shows that like I kind of only see when I go see Morrissey. Yeah, and you know it's a bit of a reunion in that way. But can we talk about Mike Vallely? Yes, yes, yes. I texted Kevin because at Red Rocks, which I was probably the best, honestly. That's a, one of the best venues in the country. Yeah. Cool. It was devastatingly gorgeous. Yeah, and it, and he and you, he was so psyched to be there. Like it was one of the best shows all around. Yeah. But yeah, my friend Jay, who I've also just known from Morrissey stuff for like 15 years. <laughs> from Morrissey stuff. Honestly, like that was the thing. And a, a funny, I <laughs> never, I'm not famous by any stretch of the imagination, but I did get recognized at many of these. Because if I'm going to get recognized anywhere, it's at a Morrissey show. Right. So sure, at yeah. every show, somebody would come up and be like, oh my God, are you? And I'm like, thank you for recognizing me <laughs> in my environment. Yeah. Um, so my friend Jay, I ended up sitting next to him because he had like second row seats. And he was like, oh, yeah, meet my friend Mike. And then he was like, he's the lead singer of Black Flag. That's mm. how I knew him. I'm yeah. like, oh, holy shit. And yeah, then when yeah. I text him, I'm like, do you know this guy? And you're like, yeah, I fucking know who this guy is. He's a legend. <laughs> like, I didn't know the skateboarding part of it. I just knew the I Black 100% Flag part of it. I 100% have owned more than one of his boards. Oh, okay. I have some of his stickers in my house right now. <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> There's some awesome. of my prized possessions. He's the best. Well, we ended up talking. Like, I, you know, I was there early. And we ended up talking, like, before the show started. Yeah. And he, I mean, like that dude is balls out for Morrissey. Like he was flipping out. And then, so when he came, when Morrissey came out, like, you know, it's the standard. We all rush to the stage. Everybody's fighting for a place on the barrier. You know what I mean? So we're all like front row, like getting, he, that dude was like screaming along to every song. <laughs> like as psyched, if not more than me. Yeah. It was very impressive. Wow. Mike V is very close friends with Ed Templeton also. Cause oh, okay. they were. He's is he vegan or vegetarian? He, I think he's vegan because but oh before the show 
he and Jay, like they waited where the like artists come in or whatever. And so when Morrissey was coming in, he gave him a skateboard. He gave him an I don't eat my friend skateboard that I guess it's he a very or famous design from the nineties. Right. Mike Vallely made it's like a drawing of a farm. He was able to right. bring a skateboard into the venue. Well, no, he yeah, and he gave it to him <laughs> as he was driving in, and like Morrissey took it. He like opened yeah. the door and took it, and then at the end of the show. He said something like, thanks for coming, everybody. Get on your skateboards and go home. And like yeah. Mike like flipped out. Because yeah. he was like, he fucking got my skateboard. He was and the he, like, first. Him and out. I mean, he kind of <laughs> put his, his like flag in the ground as I'm a vegan even before Ed did. Because he had a graphic mm-hmm. right. that was like, I don't eat my friends. And it was like a picture of these farm animals like happy pigs. It was a really famous graphic. Right. So it, he does he just take everything? Like he's very interactive with his fans. Like he... Yes, Anytime anyone the, goes here, he goes, yeah. Yeah. For That's the most pretty part. cool. Although there are some shows where he doesn't. There are some shows that are weird and he doesn't. If he's like mad at security, if they're being too rough, then he won't be as interactive. But uh-huh. yeah, for the most part, like he takes notes and puts them in his pocket. And again, like everybody gets on, you know, most people get on stage to hug him. Like that's always a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen, I saw like a super cut of that. Yeah. Of people just getting on stage to hug Morrissey. And it's just endless. It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Hundreds that pretty of much people. happens at every show unless he's you can tell if he's in a bad mood then he won't he won't like shake a lot of hands or take notes or whatever and then uh-huh. you kind of know oh I guess it's not happening tonight I guess that I'm was not also rushing the reason I didn't stage. go to the last show it was a combination of not feeling well and then the shows in Seattle and Portland were not that great really? he wasn't like that hyped and I was kind of bummed and I was like oh well I don't I mean and those were those were assigned seats where it was like easier to get up front and so I was like, well, if he's not that hyped, I'm not going to wait in line all day long and, and be sick to go see him. Right. Do you get the sense that, like, do you find yourself being like, okay, I wonder how much longer he's going to do this? Because he's not yeah, super of. old. He's 56. Still, as far as and he's singing sick. performers. Yeah, I don't really know. Did you and say he's sick? Yeah, he has cancer, I think. Well, no, he just had skin cancer for like a second and, got, and was like dramatic about I it. I thought he had like like a... Or not skin cancer. It was like something in his throat but it ended up... He's fine. Like he doesn't oh, he really have... Yeah, yeah. He's fine. Uh, I don't really know. I don't know how long he'll do it. I don't know how long... I'm getting to the point where I've seen so many shows and I know the patterns of certain venues like the Seattle venue and the Portland venue were like weird and one of the ones in Ohio. He was playing some of these like I don't know that orchestra places where normally orchestra like symphony halls. Uh-huh. And he's usually not as good there because it's this, you can tell, you know how some places you have to be a member of it or something? And so the first like... The Hollywood Bowl, like they have those like people subscribe to it. Yeah. So that first flat area usually sucks because it's full of rich people that could give a fuck. Exactly. And so there were a handful of shows like that where it was in a symphony hall where you could tell the first three rows were like these old blue hairs who were just like members of the thing and like don't know who this guy is. And so... Shows like that, he gets like immediately bumped. Like you yeah. can tell because he's like, "Oh, you, no one's freaking out." Where's yeah. all the people that are supposed to be? Freaking They're just out eating for me? cheese and drinking wine, and like literally exactly. it's in the background. The bowl yeah. is like yeah. that. The first I, yeah. I noticed at the Kings of Leon, you'll have like a bunch of blue hairs. Yes. Or well, like, the Hollywood Bowl, it's a lot of really old, rich dudes and questionable looking young women. Yes, yes, yes and yes. everyone's just like drinking wine and being like, "What's this band?" Exactly. Like yeah. it's kind of like yes. that. Yes. If and those so, tables are even, if the people even show up, yes, that's exactly. another bummer for the artists too. They're like, "Well, seven tables." that no one even bothered yeah. and they yeah, didn't yeah. fill them with the real fans yes 
So Ugh. that happened. There were a handful of shows where that happened. And we, I mean, like us hardcore nut people, <clears> like, <throat> we, you know, we still climb our way down there. Like I, I accidentally kicked this and my friend Joey kicked this one lady in the head because we were like climbing over like oh, five rows man. of seats. As soon as the light, I, it's like down to a science because he plays a series of videos before he comes on. And I know the last video is New York Dolls. And so like, and I know when it's going to, or lip sync and I know when she's going to end and like the lights are going to come down. And then that's when we know like now you start climbing. <laughs> so we climbed over seats like over these rich people and you know they would get mad which is not a cool thing to do they paid for the t- i get it like whatever sorry about it but like yeah it's a bummer if he comes out in the first three rows are just like people that just stay seated and they don't care and they're not losing their minds like we are and he picks up on that pretty quickly and it's and i'm not defending him because it's like you should still give a good show dude but like you can just tell he's like all right y'all would, don't would, even care would you consider it a would it be considered a, like if I saw it, would I think it's a bad show or is it just relative to what you've seen? Yeah, you'd probably not be bought. Yeah, you, the person who has not seen him <laughs> in triple digits yeah. maybe wouldn't pick up Would on be it. like, that was a fantastic yeah. show. You're yeah. like, eh, it was like top 80. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'd put it top 80, not top 70. Because yeah. that's also judged by the amount of times he like holds my hand. I'm like, he didn't hold my, he held my hand zero <laughs> times. That show gets yeah. zero stars. Yeah, that's yeah. really funny. Yeah, it is a very, it's like a weird thing that I try to look at objectively because it's, it's fucking weird. I mean, there were nights yeah. where I'm like, I'd be leaving the show that night being like, I'm a weirdo. Why do I still do this? Why am I like actively trying to get this guy to pay attention to me? Who's just some famous dude. Like it's, it's <laughs> fucking weird and I shouldn't be doing it. I don't and know. It's like this super fucking talented Mr. Ripley thing where you're like, if whenever he pays attention to me, all is right with the world. Like, you know, it's creepy and weird, but I enjoy it. And it makes me feel less alone for that you know sure. two hours that that's he's what playing. music does yeah, yeah 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 i think though i think maybe it though it, well i know you want you're giving yourself a hard time the fact that there's lots and lots and lots of people that are doing the same thing sure makes it a easy to understand why you keep doing it and less bummer yeah yeah i mean the the like there's way wor- there's way sadder versions of fandom out there right that are, I mean, the fact that it's even at all communal exactly. <laughs> is very yeah. different than a lot of what's going on in the fan world right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like active. I mean, I guess I just am at a point where the older I get, the more I feel like other things should be making me feel better than like a guy's songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's yeah. like, if, if it does, then. But you're not a big why not? drinker. Well, right. What's, yeah, I you don't, don't have do a drugs. Lot of other crutches. Everyone gets a thing that they can. It's like kind my of, vice. It's my one. I vice. mean, everyone needs a thing that they can turn their brain off, kind of during. Right. right, right, right. And everyone has one. I mean, quality of life, though, outside of Morrissey, are you a happy person? I mean, I think so. Like I think you, so. You, I mean, you're happy with your career. Sure. I mean, happy enough. And no one's ever like yeah, everything's yeah, yeah. perfect. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, trying. Yeah. I don't yeah, need yeah. any more. You know. Yeah. I mean, but, for the most yeah. part, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, I'm a pretty even-keeled yeah. person. And you like you have like a good f- circle of friends and sure. that kind of stuff. And sure, but I feel like, I mean, I definitely, again, I mean, I'm not, it, it does sound way sad, but it is the sort of thing where it's, for a woman my age, it's different. Because I do feel like I'm getting to an age, and again, I mean, not to try, I don't, not try to harp on the baby, but it's also, every a lot of people I know now are in couples, and, and, and it, I'm getting... As a single lady of the age that I am, yeah. like having dude friends that are either married or have girlfriends, like it's not cool for me to call that dude and go, do you want to hang out? So my friend pool is shrinking. 
Oh, because they're all like getting married and yeah. And so it's a bit weird. It's like you know, you it's like I can't go hang out. I have a girlfriend. Like yeah, when you're a single lady of a certain age, it becomes like this weird threat that you. Do you know what I mean? And I don't no, blame no, yeah, see that. women find that. it. Thre- yeah. they're, they're and kind I don't of, blame yeah. them. I understand that completely. They're just like, wait a minute. I don't get it. Yes. It's like, yeah. you want to just go hang out with this girl alone? Like, yeah. no, you can't do that. When well, they don't routinely buy that you want to hang out with a girl for any other reason than to sure. nail her. So exactly. they're just like, wait, what? Why? So that becomes like my friend group is shrinking a bit because of things like that. And. It has, so the, is so it's it becoming that part? like traveling alone uh. is like an, an a, the number one option to entertain myself. Right. So if if that means it's going to be to go see this guy a bunch, then might as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Might yeah. as well have a reason to do it. But yeah. Is that correct? That's, I mean, like, that's kind of true. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but I don't know that it's like, I mean, if it's depressing to you, I guess maybe it is. I mean, but. it is a bit, sure. Yeah, but are you looking to like, I want to get married in the next no, no, three no. or four years? No. So then, yeah. <laughs> I'm only saying that in the framework of like what society says is what's normal that yeah. I'm supposed to be doing right now. But in you, every way imaginable, pretty much, we live in in ways that are not what society... Oh, we live like children. Yeah. Of course. We are doing the exact opposite of what right. society... When I travel to different cities, people go like... What is your life like? Yes. Are you serious? Exactly. Like we live in paradise. Yes. We hang out with like super attractive people <laughs> everywhere. Yes. Like you just yes. are constantly running into like people that are way prettier right. than anywhere else in the country. Everyone is way more immature. Right. They're also fascinating. Right. I mean, sometimes, but like. The, Not the people you meet, but like your friend group is all, we're all pretty fucking interesting. Yes. To be honest. Yeah. I mean, if. All if of you, that is true. Yeah. All of that is true. I mean, I feel it is true and fun. Right. But there aren't there times even within that that you feel like you don't connect with people on a real level? Oh, yeah, all the time. And so I feel like when I feel that kind of like deep loneliness in the way that, yeah, I had fun hanging out with this hot, cool person who's uh-huh. funny, but I feel like we didn't talk about any real shit. Yeah. Then that's when I'm listening to the Smiths like, this is real <laughs> shit. Do you think you'd be less depressed about these facts if you listened to Les Morris? <laughs> <laughs> Right. It is a very catch-22 type You're of thing. You're going to a very sad source yeah. for comfort. Yes. yes, I know. I know, but if that's the only place I can go How right now... How about a little Dexy's Midnight Runner? So I what mean, about... Would it help? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Do you, ever, sure. do you ever do things that like put you in environments that are the opposite of of that like just listening to Morris you're going to show trying different things that where you do where you feel like you could connect with people on a different level than um what do you mean like I don't what do like, you mean okay you're saying you have trouble connecting with people is there an I'm too into Morrissey support group that you could perhaps no. found yeah. <laughs> perhaps, go, <laughs> perhaps go to MA I just mean in the way that there are times honestly I, look I, I'm a fucking professional comedian. I love yeah. joking as much as the next guy. Yeah. But there are times where I'm like, I don't want to joke. I want to just talk about real shit. Yeah. And yeah. it is kind of rare to find people that want to do that. It, I don't know that it's rare. I think rare. Vulnerable, there are, it's rare to be like, people don't want to be vulnerable on the whole. They don't. And I don't have a problem. I'm not like some fucking saint. I don't mind it. I like it. There are times where I'm like, yeah, we're not all as cool as we're pretending to be. Let's yeah, not at talk all. about it. And that it's kind of rare to find a, another person that wants to talk about like, oh yeah, shit is pretty difficult, and I do get sad, and yeah. I'm not that cool all the time or whatever. Yeah. And so, and I feel like that is a time where I'm where 
going to a show where this guy is singing nothing but I'm fucking vulnerable <laughs> and sad and shit is tough. This is that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying what are okay, why are you uh, at the at this point trying to find like people such a sad weirdo. No, 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 no. I look, I feel Who, like wants to have a baby tomorrow. I feel I the exact don't. same way about life and people and how I have a hard time connecting with them because it's okay. either you're hanging out with like other comics or actors or people in, in, in the creative arts that are living in a fucking kind of a fantasy world. Sure. A lot of the time, which you kind of have to be to, right. to do this sort of thing. But there is still a real world out there in real life and real feelings and emotions that a lot of people are like, pretend it's not happening. Right. I don't have time for it. Right. And that is a source of a lot of people's like angst and depression because you're not dealing with like a lot of your, you know. Right. Pro- and I experience that with myself all the time. So when I started making those distinctions and going like, I don't always want to write about funny things. Maybe I want to write about serious things and maybe right. turn them into funny things if, if it works or not, or hang out with people that aren't just other comics or other people in entertainment. Just hang out with normal humans that right. can have normal conversations about actual things and problems. My quality of life got better. Sure. Because I was able to connect with with actual people, actual humans, right. instead of like... Someone who's constantly talking about a process. My process when it comes to this and that. It's like, that's not real. It's a part of life. Right. But it's not real life. Right. Fully. And I'm not even, and I'm certainly not saying that like all comedians are these fucking joke machines that never have any other emotions. Because I have really good friends that are comedians that are rad. But on (laughs) the whole, yeah, it's like not every day of my life do I want to have a fucking riff off with you. Right. Or just talk about that part of life, like yeah, comedy. Yeah. This con- even if it's a serious conversation, some of them are about comedy, right? And they're serious, but you're like, there's other parts of life, right? You know, sometimes you want to talk about like sad things that you're feeling that are missing, right? In your life, and not, it's not even like a bummer conversation. It's just like, hey, is this happening to you too? Yes. Oh, let's let's, let's just talk, talk about, about it. it and deal with it. And then you come out the other side feeling a little better. You're exactly. Like, oh. In the same way, you listen to a song that is about. Vulner- <coughs> vulnerability or loneliness or heartbreak right. or, or depression or death or whatever it's sad and you're but you're connecting with it and you come out the other side like okay there's i connected with something exactly about this thing i'm feeling 100 percent, you said it so but i guess my my question was <laughs> instead of like going just always going to morrissey for that right are you actively trying to seek out yeah totally especially lately things? like i I also realized on this trip and getting back, especially that I was in danger of becoming one of those people that was super sad when I wasn't traveling. Mm-hmm. Like I would get home and be like, Oh God, why do I have to be at home now? I'm like sitting home alone. Like I don't want to be somebody who only looks for like every weekend. I go get to be on stage and party and go see more, do whatever. And then I come, like I have to be comfortable in my aloneness, in my at home. Yeah, like yeah. I have to be in the downtime. I got to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, totally. That's hard I used, to do. It is super hard to do, yeah. and especially because I've been on tour with Chris like this entire year so far. We've been out of town almost every other weekend. Wow. Um, and so I didn't need to have it. This is also the first year I haven't had to have a day job, so I've really been like on weekdays sitting home alone in my apartment, and I had to make myself like call people and call. Like I texted even Kevin the other. I'm like, let's have lunch. Like I'm making myself get out of the house and talk to people one-on-one and hang out with people because I was really in danger of, I mean, there were weeks that would go by that I would just sit in my apartment all day long and not talk to another human being in any way, texting, phone calls, nothing. And it was like, I, yeah, I was like so in my own head about it that it was 
it, I'm like, this is, I got to fucking get out there and talk to people. The problem I think right. with sometimes with traveling and going away and doing things like that, that are especially interesting things like that, is when you're home, yeah. it almost gives you an excuse like, well, I don't need to do anything because I did all this fucking... Exactly. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff on the weekends. I'm doing tons of stuff. Exactly. Like, I don't need to go out. I don't need to constantly be doing shit like I did. I just finished doing something really cool. Yep. It gives you kind of a license to literally do, like, legit nothing. Not, like, I'm not exaggerating. I would be lying on my living room floor listening to records all day long. For like eight right. straight hours. That's not an exaggeration because I was exactly, I was like, I already did work, quote unquote. And you know what's, weekend. you have, you're like, and next weekend I'm doing that. Like, yep. it's already kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And days would go by that I would just do that. I get like that when I'm working, when I know I'm going to, when I know like a week away I'll be working, I'm like, I don't have to do shit today. I, right. I have work in a week. Right. And but that's still, it gets to you though, where you're like, I shouldn't be just catching up. Oh, of course yeah. it does. Like, after like two, three, four days would go by of me doing that, I'd <laughs> yeah. be like, I would really go, I just, there were just four days that passed that I didn't interact with a single human being in any way. Like that's, I, I'm going to be this lady that dies in my apartment and no one knows until some cat eats my face off three weeks later. Like right. I need to be connecting with people. Yeah. And so then, yeah, I would just like call people and be like, you want to have lunch tomorrow? Do you want to dinner tomorrow? Like just do something where it's like, uh-huh. I talk to a real person about real shit. Yeah. I think that is like, I think that's the next, uh, the next step in in your evolution. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like doing more because you're like, like I want to do more of that. Yeah, yeah. And I want to connect with actual people. Yeah. And and maybe you'll end up seeing Morrissey well, I've been less. Doing that like crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I okay. Calm down on the seeing Morrissey less. We can have it all. <laughs> we can have I it know, all. I know. Well, there's a little Morrissey concert called Life. I think I'd yes, like you to go to. Right. That's right. No, I have been doing that. Front and row, I made, please. Like my friend Marcel. Like there have been people. Like again, just I started hanging out with this girl Marcella. I was on a show with her, and I think she's amazing and hilarious. And so, uh, and, what, uh, Marcella. Ar- yes i just did a show there she's great she's well, who fucking is this? Hilarious. Marcella arguello yes yeah oh, okay, she's yeah. uh very funny um she's yeah she's cool. she's awesome yeah. and i just i was on like one show with her and then i just hit her up and was like you're rad do you want to hang out with me and then there were a couple people on twitter like people that live here that have just been making me laugh on twitter i'll just send them a dm being like yeah. here's my phone number do you want to hang out with me sometime so i've been doing that that's great so yeah. i have been hanging out with new people and just and I don't need new for I mean I have great old friends too I'm just saying like yeah I've been making more of an effort to just be like let's hang out in person and yeah. talk about shit face to face and it feels this, so much better yes. right this yes. reminds I mean this reminds me of I once was talking to my friend Yuna who we've had on the podcast she, she runs her own shoe company but she talked about growing up being into super into punk mm-hmm. and how it had made it hard on her when it's time to be like optimistic as an adult. Right. And and be like a little less questioning whereas you're kind of like growing up being obsessed with punk and questioning everything you're always right. like, well in the end I'm going to get fucked by the man anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it and it's like there's your mindset has been so well established within a certain type of music and sure. a certain kind of, like it's you're kind of in a weird way like retraining your brain to not be so Morrissey centric. Kind of, yeah. Oh, to- I totally, yeah. I identify with that so much. I mean, I think you see the you see comedians do the same thing too, as they get a little older. Like, yeah, it's not really about just hanging out at the club till three every night. Like, I don't right. have to. I don't have to get wasted with the the staff every time. Right. Right. Like, I can go home and and FaceTime my girl and then like do some writing and read a book and like there's. There's different ways to live the same life that become like more 
right productive i think right and don't like because i think if you do the same thing for too long of a time it's a recipe for depression oh of course yeah Yeah. you also have to like change up what you're doing as you get older otherwise you don't you don't you you become an insane bummer right like right. a total bummer. No, I'm saying for you, not for other people, for you as a human being. Like you can't just constantly do the same thing in the same place. You can't stay 23 forever. Right. You know what I mean? You have to like move forward as far as like how you interact with that people. That is true, but I'm trying to find, I guess, like my version of that. Yeah. Because I agree with you. Like there, I'm so conflicted as far as like <clears throat> maturity versus immaturity or change versus staying true because i agree like there are aspects of me where i'm like i'm a grown-ass woman yeah i like the age i'm at i like where i am in life i like what i have and then there are other you know the flip side of that is okay but i still don't want to give up this shit i'm into and i don't think i should stop fucking trying to dress like susie sue or whatever like you know you shouldn't there's different I wrestle with that a lot. I mean, I wrestle with like what it means to be an adult and you know, what but you should give up versus what I, you should hold on to. I can't tell you how many friends of mine who have, you know, went basically the opposite path I did and have very, what you would call stable lives with families and kids and that routinely they all say the same thing to me. They're always like, man, it's so great that you just like followed your dreams. Right. Oh, I hear, and, yeah. And, they're, they're like, and they, all, they go, man, don't get me wrong. I love my kids. Right. But like, dude, there. You know, I, I, I wonder, like, could I have been in the, like, could I have done this? Right. Like, it's like, man, when I see like what you're doing, it's so cool. And there, I mean, I don't know, I don't know that they're. When people try to like literally have, I don't know that it's incredibly possible to have all of it right. necessarily. I agree. And that's a little. That is like a little bit of a bummer. But like, I forget what documentary this fucking was in. But like, this it's or a movie or something. The story is like. Uh, a famous band leader their bus breakdowns so they're walking through the snow and they walk by to the to the gig and they're literally just trudging with their instruments in the snow and they see like a family around the table and one guy goes jesus how do you live like that right and right. it's like there is kind of you kind of have to pick you can get pieces of one but it, you may not get the full thing you're that is a thousand percent right when i was at home i opened for chris in atlanta and it was like a big show at the variety playhouse for me per, i as a teenager saw a million shows at the Variety right. playhouse so it was like i was losing my mind and i was <laughs> yeah. performing there and a bunch of people like people i went to high school with came i mean it was like real hometown like yeah. pride and you're totally right a friend of mine afterwards same thing like he's married with kids and he was fully like and he it was it was my friend kyle he's been we've been best friends since like sixth grade because we have we were in the same homeroom like all throughout school yeah and legit one of the funniest people i've ever met way funnier than me one of the funniest people I've ever met in my right. life and he was like same exact thing like it's so cool you followed your dreams it's so cool you're a comedian that's so amazing whatever whatever but i was i said to him i was like that's nice you're great but i'm like i go home to an empty apartment every night like yeah. you go home to a family that loves you like it's six and one half dozen the other. You I've know what legit I mean? said that to one of my friends like years ago. He was like, dude, I just I get jealous because you do all this stuff. I go, yeah, dude. And at the time I go, but straight up, no one loves me. Right. Uh, I truly. go, for real, dude, I go home to no one. 100% and if I die I tomorrow, no one would find me for like five days. Took the words right out of my mouth. I go, so I go, look, man, I, I understand you're struggling with this particular set of things right 100% now. 100% true. But like, I just, so you know, man, like I... It's it's I go it's so I go it's rad that I go but when I go home it's just me and my drawings <laughs> like it's not like right. they don't they don't tell me they're not coming to the hospital if I get sick. That's exactly what I said to Kyle. Yeah. Like re- exactly word for word almost. My reissue Mike Vallely stickers will not <laughs> visit me. <laughs> yeah, in the hospital. But it's true. And there are times where I'm like, 
there are times that's really liberating. Yeah. There are times where I'm almost think where I'm like, I know I'm not responsible for anybody. Yeah, if I, I fail at anything, nobody's going to go hungry but me. Yeah. Like, it's so liberating. Yeah. But then there are times where I almost crave responsibility. There right. are times where I'm like, I'm like, goddamn Tom Hanks and big. I don't got nothing to do but stomp on this giant keyboard until uh-huh. I get tired of it. Like, there's almost a time where I'm like, I want to be responsible. I want to have. And I some- think like that awareness, though is what separates you from someone who's like not being stuck at, at, in that I never want to grow up thing. Right. Because there right. are some people that like look like you. They got the fucking cool hair and the sexy outfit and they're running wow. around. And you're like, wow. But then they're like unemployed. They right. don't know what like a, a savings account is or right. any of that stuff. Right. And those are the people where you're like, yikes, they never grew up. But you like have a career. You have, you I know. I do have a savings account. Yeah, you have like you. I mean, you things are Chase, happening. Where are you fucking with Chase? You got B of A? I am fucking with Chase. No, I'm fucking with this British one that has like Whoa. the highest APR that I found via my mint.com. I- ING? Wow. No, I used to have that. It's higher than that. Shit. Because when I signed up for ING, it was like 2% or something. Yeah, the online and now one. It went I used way to have one down. So I switched over to this British one that has a higher APR. Word. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm not a dummy. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I do have shit saved. Right. (laughs) And you have your own place. You don't have like three roommates. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there, you have an awareness of that. I like the self-esteem boost that this turned out to be. No, I'm saying this because like I think the same way where I'm like, what am I fucking doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Am I just like a child in adult's clothing? Sometimes adult's clothing, you know? Exactly. Because we don't have those mile, the mile markers of like, I got married, then I had a baby, yeah. then I own a house, and then I, and I'm yeah. gonna retire, and then I'll be CEO. Like whatever those order that go in for everybody else, like we don't have that at all. Yeah, so That's you're a- always like stuck in like you're kind of floating yeah, in space. You're, you're, you're like, am I an like, adult? What am I? Yeah. And then you remind yourself like I am, but just not like other people. And that's, that's what, neither good or bad. It's not better or worse. In a lot of ways, it's not better. Like people have the notion of like I'm an artist that makes me better than other people. But it doesn't. It does. It's just, <laughs> I know you believe that, but like, it doesn't. You know, right. there are plenty of people that like, you know, when you look at people and go like, oh, they're boring regular lives with their families and their jobs. But like, there are plenty of jobs that are better for the world than oh, being an completely. artist. Like so many. Yeah. But you are just constantly struggling with like, but I wouldn't want to do that. That bores me. It's not right. as fulfilling. And that's great too. I meet people that are like, I'm a teacher, I'm a lawyer. And right. they're like, I like what I do. It's more fulfilling than being oh, an artist. Yeah. On the flip side, we're talking about the fan. Like I've also met people who were like, I could never do what you do. Right. Right. You know yeah. I mean, they're like, I don't, I couldn't imagine having to travel all that much. Yeah. Or- some people like having the picket fence in yes. the family. They like that. Yes. That support system for them. Right. Is more fulfilling as where I would be like, I would be drowning under boredom. Right. If I was like, I had a regular office job and like a family and other right. stuff, I would be, there'd be something within me that I'm like, I'm not getting it out. Right. And that's exactly why I don't have a lot of money and I live in a fucking <laughs> shitty apartment. Right. And I'm just constantly doing it. But for me, great. Right. But I'm still, I want that like parts the of that other side. to do it. Mm-hmm. The payment is getting to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think both sides struggle with that. I want part of the other side and right. the other side parts uh, wants part of, of this. Like right. the freedom to be like, I'm just going to the city now. Right. Or I'm going to wake up whenever I feel like. Or I'm going to like hang out with these like interesting people that I never normally interact with. Right. Like we always want part of I the other. I think the quote unquote normal people want the fun of our lifestyle without the insecurity of never knowing yeah. about your future. Right. Whereas we want 
their security without the monotony. And that's the thing you kind of... Neither of us are going to win. Yeah, it's hard to have the security of like, you want to come home to like people and things in your house sometimes. Right. You don't always want a family there. It's that pay attention to me until I don't want you around. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's this constant battle, like back and forth. Like, do I want this? How much of this do I want? But you get to a point, yeah, where you're like, I need some. I need some sort of connection beyond like traveling to a city and performing for strangers and having the love and adoration, you know, on yeah, a Friday, you guys Saturday, have to Sunday. Keep in mind, and again, I swear to God, I'm not trying to be. It's just the realness of like you guys are dudes, though. Yeah, You're yeah. dudes, Different. so you kind mm-hmm. of have an unlimited amount of time you can do this. Sure. The older a lady gets and does this, the sadder it is to like the world at large. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, the fact, like, it just is because you get to, and I'm not saying like you two personally aren't like this, but it's like. You know, a guy, you can be fucking 50 and still date a 25-year-old and that's fine and that's... Yes. Right, but it's like, I can't. Like, (laughs) if I I get to 40 and I change my mind, like, what if I'm all of a sudden like, oh shit, I do want a fan... Like, I'm kind of fucked. And that's just kind of how it is too. And it's also like the older a woman gets and she travels alone and does this stuff, it's like weirder. It just is. And unsafe. There are times definitely over the course of the month that I was driving across the country alone that... I got annoyed, not even scared, but like annoyed when I was trying to just do normal things like get gas or whatever that a normal person alone should be able to do that like a woman alone can't do. Like in situations where I was like, if I were a dude, I wouldn't feel weird right now. Mm-hmm. I got real annoyed with that. But like you're you're like, those truck drivers are staring at me in a way that's real gnarly. Yeah. And it's annoying. Oh, I had dudes like follow me around hotel and I'm like, really? and especially... <laughs> Because getting outside, I, one thing I did take away from this month across the country is that maybe in LA I'm a five, but outside of LA I must be like a 13 because every fucking dude is trying to holler at gas stations right. and stuff like that where I'm like, I'm wearing sweats. I'd been driving for five hours. Like, what are you talking about? And like this one dude, there was a hotel and I did stay in some like grimy hotels to save money. And I was staying in like a Super 8 or something in like Idaho because I just wanted to stop and take a break. And this dude held the door open for me, which, fine, of course. I was like, thank you, because I'm yeah. polite. But when I said thank you to him, he took it as, Yeah, yeah. so what are we doing up? later? He totally <laughs> yeah. started following me. Yeah. He was going out one way, but when I said thank you, he was like, oh, and like started following me back in. And I just was like, oh, my God. I just was saying thank you to be polite. And yeah. then I ended up having to like run to my room so he wouldn't see what room I was in. It was just things wow. like that where I'm like, this would never happen to a dude. Just let me right. go to my hotel room and say thank you to like a normal person with normal manners. Yeah. It was so weird. There was one, I've just never been hit on this much in my life and it was so unexpected. And again, I couldn't have looked not hot. It was so weird. Like I totally remember I was in one gas station in the middle of nowhere and I was like looking to see what drink I wanted. And the guy was like, guy comes up and is like water, huh? Or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, are you in what? a TV show? It was just like, water, huh? See any, water. See any good water you want? It was the you, uh, most, Let me ask yeah. something. You ever tried a Mountain Dew? But I just was like, did you pull your back out during that stretch to <laughs> talk to me? Like, it was so, I was like, yeah, I'm getting some water. Bye. Like, it was just shit like that where I'm like, ah, oh, let were me be a dude maybe, for one day. How do you know that guy wasn't a huge Morrissey fan and saw you're, you're probably wearing some Morrissey shit? No, I'm certain. It Asking was, uh, dude, for it. Dude, old like ass real... dudes try to holler because they're like, 
you remind me of my childhood 50s lady it's always old ass <laughs> 50s lady this guy was like 60 plus Wait, all the how, dudes were like 60 plus how decked out in like uh uh Morrissey era or not Morrissey era? Oh no, no, like, I'm gross when I go to shows because to me, I'm yeah. What like, do you What do you look like? What's I just like, wear like a t-shirt and jeans and okay. like gross sneakers because I'm like I'm gonna be stepping on heads to get to the front. Right, I don't, right, I can't right. be fancy in this. So you're not right. doing like no. the pigtails and the like. No, fancy. no, 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 no. Okay, okay. I don't look good at all. I, I mean, like I'm not trying to look hot or anything. Because some people get like it's, so. That's function over fashion up. for me when I go to shows. Like I'm just. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that too. I'm like, I want to be, because I'm like, I'm going to be standing for two hours. Exactly. Think about your feet. Yeah. When I I'm see gonna... girls in like, like three or four inch heels at a yeah. concert, I'm like, why? Oh no, there are a lot of amazingly beautiful women where, yeah, exactly. I'm like, you yeah. know, we're going to be standing here for like five hours. Right, right. Yeah, I can't do that. No, no, no. It's all function when it comes to that shit. And plus, it, Morrissey's gay as hell. What is he going to look at me and go, yo, you look good? Like, right, no, he's right. not. Who am I trying to impress in that situation? Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> no, 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 that's not happening. I'm just trying to be that guy's friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so when was the last day of the tour it was the end of july it was like july 29th or something was the last show so it's been a little over a month yeah if he announced a show tomorrow night in la would you go oh of course okay. he played, so you're already ready ready he to played <laughs> the late show with james corden like a couple weeks ago sean mm-hmm. o'connor got me into that oh nice so I went to go see that. But yeah, of course. Anything that's within driving distance, I'll go. You're in. If he announced a show tomorrow in San Francisco, I'd go to it. Like, of course. Yeah. But the next shows are all in... He's doing Europe and then he's doing like South America and I can't go to any of those. Because I'm going to be on and, tour with Chris anyway. I uh, would go if I wasn't going to be out of town myself. You'd launch a European tour. Yeah. I don't know about <laughs> me doing stand-up alongside those dates. Like in Brazil, trying to be like, yeah, come see me do a type five Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I would go if I had the money, but I'd, I don't have the time. You could do Chris. Scandinavia. That's true. So I've heard. Yeah, a lot of English speakers. Yep. I'll have to keep that in mind for the next time he plays there. I don't know how much longer he would go. I can't I imagine him. He's very vain, so I can't imagine him going past 60. Right. Going he's where? aged a lot in the few last few years. Isn't like they say like your looks change like every 7 years. It's yeah. I mean, I feel like in the last 3 or 4 years he's aged about 10. Yeah. Wait, every seven years. Is it like your your looks tend to like stay the same in like seven year chunks? That's what I've heard. Okay. I kind of noticed that too with my own head. Is <laughs> that like about like I'll look the same for like amount of time. I'll just notice it in like acting jobs. Like all of a sudden, like I became a young husband. Like f- I don't know, maybe five years ago, uh-huh. and then like now it's like not inconceivable for me to be like a dad. Okay, but it uh, it but it'll like I'll be the same thing for like. Five, six, seven years, yeah. and then all of a sudden it'll just change. Yeah, but it, like it, it's not gradual; it's like a chunk. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Most people I know that are in things or go out for commercials or whatever, almost all of them are like young mom or dad now. Yeah. Well, the thing is with women is they do that to women when they turn twenty-seven. Right. Women yeah, they, in commercial acting become young moms. It's it's like the movies where it's like the young mom category is actually some of the hottest women you've ever seen in your entire life. Right. 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 And none of them are moms, by the way. Not, no, like, not they're at They're not all. even married. No, yeah, like, exactly. Like, Nobody I know that goes out for that has a, is married or has a kid. No, and they're all. always just like, fuck. Like, it, it really, they're just like, am I here already? Yeah. It's And the dads are always real dads. Like, the dads are always, I can't really get the dad ones yet. Because really? the dads are all like kind of fatter, and they're all dads, right? And they have the clothes. Like they're I don't like have the clothes. Dads. Well, they have like I don't own a polo shirt, so like I right. can't. I don't tend to get those ones. I've played a dad like a few times, but not really. Right. Yeah. What is it that you're playing lately? Then. 
I played just the. Although no, I guess on the show I'm a mar- I'm a father, but I'm a father and who got married in the '60s, so I'm like 34. Right. Well, you got married younger then. Yeah, it's a different age bracket. But you were married yeah. at like 20. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We're well, good. I got married at 23 in modern times. In real like life. A dummy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I got divorced when I was 28. Whoa! I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Wait. So were you married when I f- first met you? Like back in the day? Like. No, I've only. Or maybe when did? Well, you I met you when I was like twenty. Twenty. I've lived here for ten years now, so yeah, maybe if I if I oh, met so you when I first moved here. Two thousand five. So probably perhaps. yeah. At the I remember meeting you at the Westwood Bruco. Yeah, then probably. Way back in the day. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then was he a comedian or something? No, no, or no. Just no. some regular civilian some normie some civilian <laughs> i mean he lives here now we moved out here together from atlanta he lives here now oh wow yeah he lives right behind the vista we hang out oh that's cool he's cool i had no idea he's a cool <laughs> dude um i've never heard you say you hate anyone anyway <laughs> everyone you're like he's cool everyone's awesome i don't really i was just talking about this with. i don't really hate anybody i can't think of anybody i hate i mean there are people where i'm like i don't need to talk to you anymore but i don't <laughs> there's nobody i like actively hate that's your version of like hatred yeah, i don't like, need to talk to you anymore. i don't need to talk to you anymore let's name funny. all of them i don't <laughs> it takes a lot to like piss me i don't get really pissed off by anything i don't think i don't know i mean that's i guess that's good not in but it's not good because it, it, you should feel strongly about some things. That kind of ended my last relationship, to be honest. Because I never really... But then I'm like, does that mean I don't care enough? Like, he got mad at a lot of stuff and I just was like, I don't, I don't know why you're mad at that thing. <laughs> and then I'm like, am I a dick? Because like, I, I was doing the thing, so I'm like, can I not see outside of myself to see why this would upset somebody? But then it just got to the point where I'm like, no, I think you just get pissed off all the time. So like he was I was like, t- I don't think I deserve you getting mad at me all the time. He got too mad. You never got mad enough. Right. Yeah, kind of. And then I thought right. maybe this was like indicative of the levels of passion in this relationship where it's like, you must care more than me if you're getting mad all the time. Right. I don't know. Does that make sense? I don't know. I mean, it could, but some people just are like prone to just like burst of anger for kind of no yeah. reason. Or things that would hurt his feelings. A lot of shit hurt his feelings where I'm like, I don't think that should hurt your feelings. I don't know. And then I was like, maybe I'm not as empathetic as I think Making I am. Making him wear a Morrissey mask during sex. <laughs> yeah. That's like, this hurts my feelings. Is. That should hurt his feelings. I don't feelings. see what the problem is with this at all. Do you yeah. have any Morrissey tattoos? I don't, actually. Okay. I just have the Billy Bragg one. But that's because I know him personally. And, like, know that what a rad person he is. If you got right. a Morrissey tattoo, what do you think it would be? I don't really know. I mean, it would probably be like a lyric or something. I'm too scared to get a portrait tattoo of Portraits anyone. Portraits are dicey. They're when super tight. Go to the guy me, that did mine. When Nick told me he was what? getting a portrait, I was genuinely Wait, who worried. who do you have a portrait of? It's Lucille, Lucille Ball. Ball. It's great. Where? Right here. What? It's so I good. See it. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. The guy fucking nailed it. That's but like, amazing. Yeah. When you were showing me pictures to pick from, I my, my rationale was like, which one is the easiest to do to make look like her? Yeah. Because if you get it wrong... You might as well just put an X Dude, over it. it I, yeah. When I worked, I worked at Tower Records in Atlanta when I was in college, and this guy, I was wearing an Elvis t-shirt. First guy, of all, of course you did. Of course, of course <laughs> You had to have. Yeah. This guy came in, and he was like, oh my God, I fucking love Elvis. I was like, no way. And he turned around, and he lifted his shirt, and he had this insane, it was, the concept was amazing. But he had, so it was his entire back, three eras, 50s, 60s, 70s Elvis, three Whoa. Elvis faces. They were terrible. They were terrible. Oh, that sucks. And so that was the thing, I'm like, 
you know, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And then I was just thinking like, oh, you got ripped, dude. Like those are terrible. And it, it yeah, that kind of thing scares me. Portraiture has yeah. come a long way. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that looks like the photograph. And I don't know Who did why. You go to? I don't know why it took so long for portraiture to get good because they all. I mean, tattoo artists have had fucking transfer paper for decades right. there's no really no excuse. i think just the artistry in tattoos because tattoos are there's no real stigma anymore behind yeah. them so right. more people so there are, was more work in it so yeah, more people are getting them more people are doing them and then more people tattoo? are like this guy named francisco i think his last name is sanchez i always forget because i just know him by his instagram handle which is frank 310 oh so you research like he i researched been following him for, and you're like this guy's the dude yeah i found him like almost I mean, I guess it was the end of my research because I found him and I was like, that's the guy I research over. Right. But I looked for over a year of just like for sure. A, for the best possible guys and then the most affordable guys because the best tattoo artists and especially portrait ones charge a fortune of because course. you the portrait needs to look like the person. Of course. And like without, they know they can charge a fortune. Yeah. 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 They charge as much as an entertainment lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real, they're five hundred bucks an hour. Holy shit! Yeah, or more. Yeah, some are. Yeah, I mean, was, like if you want a Mark Mahoney tattoo, like you got to bring or or a Mr. Cartoon. Right. I've heard with Mr. Cartoon, you send him a deposit just <gasps> to get the appointment. And it's right. like a grand or two. There was one guy. How and long it, did that take? This took four hours with no breaks. Holy shit! Yeah. How did you? Did you bite on a whiskey soaked rag like a Civil War soldier? <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or like just a piece of wood. Yeah, yeah. like. No, oh my God. I, I have a very high pain tolerance. Okay. And then on that part of your body, your upper arm, right. it doesn't really, it's, it's not like in your bones. It's not one of the worst parts. Yeah, it's one of the easier Although parts. Although it's a bad, I'm, it's but kind up of bad here by the your, top of the shoulder. Yeah, by your collarbone, it starts to sting, especially after like hour three where you're like, it feels like you're just moving raw meat around with oh, a needle. Right. It starts to, you're like, oh boy, but then you just keep get yourself in a place where you're like this I'm thinking about something else right now right 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 fucking hate getting tattoos it's funny yeah this one after between hour three and four I was like I'm actually starting to feel this start to bother me a little bit and he's like we're almost there we're almost there I'm like okay um but yeah I, I found a couple guys that were pretty awesome and but they charged one guy was like he doesn't do anything for under two thousand dollars and i was uh, like that is so far beyond what i'm yeah. willing to pay Holy shit. and i get why like if two thousand dollars was nothing to me i would have probably gone to that guy because the work is unreal it's of so course. good but you know and his waiting list was like a year or whatever so i found this dude uh in alhambra at ink slingers uh-huh. and the place is owned by a portrait guy i found that guy first so I went there. I was like, hey, I want to get this. And here's a couple. I was deciding between two different pictures. And the guy was like, yeah, we'll do it for like under five or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's unbelievable. So I go out there. And then the guy was like, wait, which guy are you looking to get the the, the work from? I was like, right. oh, the, the owner. He's like, oh, no, man, the owner won't do that for under $1,200. Oh. And the wait list is over a year. I was like, oh, fuck me. I thought I had it, but I'm Bane sorry. Switch. So No, I mean, I, I guess I asked... I, did, I wasn't clear on who I wanted, I think. So they, right. they thought I just wanted this from some guy there that wasn't the owner. Because in their heads, it's like, well, of course, the owner's booked for over a year. Why would this guy? Right. You know, I drove all the way down there. And he's like, oh, well, you know, sorry for the confusion or whatever. And then they end up calling me like five minutes later at, after I left. And um, he goes, hey, man, uh, you know, sorry about that mix-up. But we have other portrait guys here who are like are very, very good. 
you know, at least take a look at their Instagrams and like if you, you know, if one of them fits what you want, you right. know, then get them and they'll they'll meet your price range because they're not as booked and they're not as famous as, as the owner. So I looked through those guys' stuff and I'm like, I found the one guy. I'm like, this guy is just as good as the owner. He's just... He just doesn't just have the like name as yet. Famous, yeah, yeah. So I'm exactly. looking at his shit. I'm like, this is. If you just showed me these tattoos, I wouldn't be able to tell you which guy was which. Right. And I'm like, I'm going with this dude. And then I go in there. He's like 23 or 24. He's a young dude. He's been doing it for like three years. So we're talking during it, and I was like, hey, you know how long you've been at this? Just making conversations. He's like, oh, you know, like three, four years. I was like, does that include your apprenticeship? He's like, he's like, oh, I, I never got an apprenticeship. And this is while this is happening, and uh. I was like. And I saw his work, and I was like, then I, you start kind of worrying. Even though yeah. you've seen his work, you're like, what if this doesn't look like Lucy? Of course. And then I was like, well, then how? What did you do before? He's like, oh, I just, you know, I just tattooed gangsters. I was like, this oh, is cool. the greatest answer. So you answer. did a lot of teardrops. Cool. No, no, like portraits and shit oh, okay. on the thugs. Portraits, the clown stuff, the cars. Like, yeah. if you've tattooed a lot of gangsters, you're good. Okay. So he tells me, he goes, it's uh, a tightrope act. He goes, that's how, <laughs> that's how I learned. Life depends on it. He goes, I, I learned from doing from doing portraits on like on thugs and stuff. He's like, and they don't care that it looks bad. They just want the free tattoo. Right. So in the beginning, he did some bad stuff and then got better and then started, you know, taking pictures and shopping his portfolio around, then right. started getting hired. And he's like just a talented guy. So it took him yeah. half the time, probably anybody else. But right. And uh, and yeah, so hour four finishes and he's done and he goes all right take a look and i stand up and i'm like and i'm just like just let it just let it look like her. <laughs> yeah just let yes. it be. and then i turn towards the mirror and like i couldn't jackpot. even say anything for but speechless for like five or six seconds and he's just kind of waiting you know and then i was like dude it's it's per, it's per, it's just perfect it is perfect and i was yeah. like you are you're a very talented human being and Super i fist bumped him. yeah it yeah. is perfect it's yeah perfect. it's great yeah i it was that's it was a crazy. great story because i yeah i'm scared of I see Morrissey tattoos. I, I see, see them all ones. the time. And I, I gotta be honest ones. with you, I kind of don't. I don't agree. Like, I don't like his politics. There are reasons other than being scared of an ugly portrait that I don't have a Morrissey tattoo. He's pretty right. boneheaded politically. <laughs> he does say shit I fully don't agree with. Right. Yeah, I hear him say a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, he says some crazy shit. So <laughs> I kind of don't want. I mean, and Billy Bragg, I'm pretty much 100 percent on board with. He's like my legit hero. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. I knew he wasn't going to fuck me over. So, <laughs> so you got the tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you seen him live? A bunch. I mean, a bunch. Not in the hundreds, but 50. but I know him personally. Like, we're good friends. And I met him when I was 18, and he did an interview at my college radio station. Oh, and wow. He's just, like, a really, really wonderful person. Yeah. And his whole MO is just, like, fighting for social justice. and That's cool. Yeah, he's great. So, yeah, I've seen him a ton. I've probably seen him maybe, like, 50 times. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't have any bands that I've seen over like 12 or 13. I feel lazy now. You shouldn't. You have a more fulfilled life than I <laughs> No, do. I don't. I really don't. You have other things to do. No, no, I really don't. <laughs> I just, I do comedy and I do nothing else really. <laughs> you, yeah, but I think you do way more comedy than I do. Maybe. You do. I'm sure you but do. But you've spent a lot of time writing for TV shows. I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm and not going to have like, a life off with you. I think you're winning. <laughs> Sounds like two people are about to have a regular lunch schedule. I know. we are to talk about yeah. our feelings. Totally. Lunch. Yes. Lunch. We're absolutely lunch. doing that. Oh, definitely. Lunch. Yeah. <laughs> lunch. Feelings. Lunch. lunch. Feelings. <laughs> lunch. Lunch. Feelings. Food. We eat just, your feelings. All we have to do is agree on places to eat, which I don't think that's going to be a problem. I don't think that'll be a problem. Can I get these emotions on the side? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, I'll guys. take uh, <laughs> this one to go. Um, do you eat very healthy? Are you a vegan? 
I'm not a vegan. Okay, good. I'm not a vegan. I do try to, I've eaten healthier. That is one thing that has definitely changed with adulthood. Right. Definitely. Eating healthier? Yes. Yeah. And I don't even mean in a way that like, you know, to keep fit or whatever. It really has become like, I can't sit down and eat an entire pizza anymore. Mm -hmm. My body is like, you're not going to do this. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, it's harder. I ate yeah. half a pizza Monday night, half an extra large pizza. I used, to, I mean, I used to be a fucking garbage compactor. Like, yeah, I me too. Sit down and eat a whole pizza. Sit down and eat Taco Bell four nights a week, like, and never have problems. Wow. And like into my thirties, my body is like, yeah, you ain't doing that. That's not happening. We had, we went to Tom's, our time, not Tom's, Tommy's, the chili cheeseburger uh-huh. place. Oh my god! Isn't that like a and diarrhea factory? It, yeah, it. it's awful. And we <laughs> both <laughs> went pretty. He went there? harder than I did. I love it because I love it. Okay. Yeah, one of my favorite. I, I don't places. think I've ever eaten there only because I think somebody scared me out of going. They were I've just been like going there my whole life. Yeah, okay. me too. I have hats. You want a hat? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> How? So it's good. It's I love just it. Gross chili I'm cheeseburgers. not gonna say it's good. I'm just gonna say I love it. Okay. It's good. I mean, <laughs> you have to enjoy chili cheeseburgers you know some people are like because they douse the fucking thing right in chili and the hot dog it's just it's covered right so if you're like not a fan or you're like oh maybe don't do it but yeah because they cover the shit in chili so it's definitely uh unhealthy sure Mm -hmm. but if you're into that if you're one of those people every once in a while you're like i just want to eat awful you know really really go to tommy's i will go hard yeah i mean i'm into junk food though yeah yeah. That's definitely a place. You get like a chili cheeseburger and chili cheese fries and you're good for the rest of the day. You're just right. like, what did I do? Yeah, right. every time I go to Tommy's and have a meltdown, I don't eat anything for the... I don't like... If I eat it at like one, I'm done. Yeah, there's, of course, there's of course. no I'm like eating. Definitely not hungry. Yes, I'm definitely not hungry. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's absolutely no eating for the rest of the day. No, that's it. That's it's it's a it's a closer. Because I don't right. think when <laughs> when we went there, it was around what one, two, three p.m. Yeah, something like that. And then I didn't eat and that was else. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, yeah. It was it was awful. I mean, after right. but during it, you're like, it's so good. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, no, it. I'm not. I'm not like some snob that's like I eat so healthy. I mean, that's a recent development. I'll still go hard, and especially when I go home to Atlanta on Southern food. Oh yeah, I'll go hard on that. But. When I go to Texas or anywhere in the South with good barbecue, it's the only food I eat. Yeah, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh yeah, barbecue I'm all about like only. biscuits and gravy and shit like that. Yeah, you gotta go. When, you- when me and Chris are in states that have Cracker Barrels, please believe <laughs> yeah. that's where we're eating. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, oh, as yeah. you should. Those places are fucking best. Yeah, totally. It's like, that's why I love House of Pies. I can't, is it still, oh, didn't it close down? No. What? No, it's still or there. doesn't it close down once in a while and then oh. reopen? No. I feel like I've driven by it before when it was closed. I've only eaten no, there like no. twice and each time I did have pie. I've never had actual food there. The pie's good and the food's gotten better over the years, but it's a, it's a greasy spoon. It's like a Cracker Barrel yeah, or a... It reminds me so much of this place in Atlanta. I don't know if either one of you have been to the Majestic in Atlanta. No. But it's a place, it's exactly like House of Pies, and it's like just so dirty and gross. And the yeah. people that work there have like mechanic hands with yeah. like dirt under their fingernails. And I'm like, I don't want you touching my food. Because uh-huh. the Majestic is a place we would go as teenagers because it's cheap and open 24 hours. But then when I got older, I was like, this place is legit dirty. Like, I can't yeah. eat off the plates here. And I feel that way about House of Pies. It's not, no, no, it, no, 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 no. Maybe seven, eight years ago. You still go there sometimes, right? I haven't been in a while, but I probably a year ago I was going a lot. I would go with Mike Black late at night. Yeah, yeah. But I like it better than Fred. House of Pies, yeah. House of yeah. Pies is uh, not dirty at all. Okay. The food is like not necessarily interesting, but it's decent as far as like food goes. And mostly late at night, it's, it's full of like, people that like just got out of like an acting class oh, or something okay. it's like well see i don't live i my swingers is my shit yeah it's at the end of my street 
So I just walk to swingers. Swingers in Hollywood or Santa Beverly. Monica? In Hollywood. Oh, yeah, 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 I go there a lot, yeah. That's, it's at the end of my street. Oh, so okay. That's my go-to. Yeah, I love swingers. Yeah, swingers I like I do. That. I love swingers, too. Good yeah, it's, fries. It's good, right? It's real good. Yeah. It's always like you're never disappointed leaving there. It's, it's like, a mixed tuna salad. Yep. Mixed. Or the Edwin's pasta. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. I've never had that. You know what sucks about swingers is that they got rid of the fucking carrot cake they used to have there. What? Oh, yeah. Really? They got rid of it, five, let's say, five years ago. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. Every single time I go in, uh-huh. since they officially pulled it off the menu, I ask for you it. You asked to see if they yeah. brought it back. Every I time. Got, my go-to dessert there is the creamsicle shake. Come on. Never had. The it's peanut so butter delicious. one I've had. It's straight up vanilla ice cream and orange juice, and they mix it, Ooh. and it's fucking delicious. Okay. Oh, that sounds pretty okay. good. It's okay. a straight up creamsicle in a glass. That okay. sounds pretty good. They yeah. have a peanut butter or something one <laughs> okay. there that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, okay. 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 Yeah, check that shit We're out. Gonna... <laughs> okay. Check okay. that shit out. Okay, is there good. any other... Uh, Morrissey. I feel like we got into Did why you're... Sad? I got sad. But I got too sad. I no, was not be at like, all. Nah, he did. And then this show, I got this shirt. And then this show, I yeah. got this shirt. It didn't yeah. turn into that at it all. It got real This sad. was way better than just like going through the details of what, you that know, the set list. That month was a reflection on my life. But I had a fucking blast. Yeah. And I felt like I belonged. Yeah. And it kind of recharged my batteries. That's good. And it was a little bit like, you're going to be... It's okay that you're still into this. Yeah. Don't think about it too much. Don't get too sad about it. Don't think about anything too much. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do what you enjoy as long as it doesn't derail your life. Yeah. And it was just super, you know, and the whole experience of driving across the country alone was just real liberating kind of fucking on the road adventure style. Right. Yeah, I think more people should do that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like take road trips across America. Yeah. Such a beautiful country. It is. It really is. And you just kind of forget that because you, we're so often in just cities. Yeah. And not driving in between said cities. Or never letting yourself like take breaks and yeah. do. You know who's really good about that is Brooks Whelan. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous of that guy's life. I tell him that all the time. I'm like, he is the king of just being like, I'm just going to drop everything and go to this crazy, exotic, awesome place. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do more of that. Because he'll like he'll be like being in town too long bums me out, and then I don't feel like being creative. But exactly. like, and a lot of people tell I do it all the time where I'm like I shouldn't leave, I shouldn't go anywhere or do anything because I need to be focused on on working. Right, I feel but, that way too. But then you get yeah. trapped because then I go, well, I'm not gonna write anything. I'm sitting in my apartment all day. What the fuck's funny about this? Right, I got to go out and experience life. To yeah, then you some come sort back. Of experience to write about, or you just come back like recharged and yeah. like with like a motivation. Like yeah. you go camping for two days, or you go anywhere that's just different, you know. Right. And then you come back and you're like, I'm I enjoy life. I want to think about things. I right. want to write about stuff, and I want to go up and perform and like have an energy to do it. He's all about that, and I th- right. I think it's great that he does that. It totally, and it serves him well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Right, Kevin. Nope. Tra- traveler? No. <laughs> no. Are you bored? Seer of the... No, I'm just He just not, never does anything. Don't, don't do things. <laughs> he just sits at home a lot. Oh, not okay. my thing. Doing things is not my thing. You just Ugh. disagree with everything that we just said? No, I don't disagree with it. I just... It's no, just it's not his not, jam. It's not my shit. Right. Yeah. That is not my Morrissey concert, what you just described. Right, right. Yeah. His yeah. Morrissey concert is uh, being surrounded by skateboards and skate t-shirts. Sure. Yep. Which make him happy. I like to quietly look at things. <laughs> that, I, hey, you've been to my apartment. I also like to, you also quietly, like to quietly look at things. Be surrounded yeah. by things. Yeah. My yeah. new thing is getting uh, concert posters. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't know s- why. 
I'm into it too, but I have no more space on my walls. I can't really? hang another thing in my apartment. That's You're going to have to start cool. taking things down and putting new things up. I mean, I got a ceiling. That's okay. You That's can't pretty turn, cool. Then, then your I have that at my. Then your apartment looks like a basement. In my parents' house. Yeah. My room at my parents' house, floor to see the entire ceiling was covered. That's cool. Wall to wall, there was not a stitch of blank space. Yeah. I want to do that if eventually, just cover the walls with with stuff. Because concert posters, I think, are cooler than just like this is a band, right? Framed on my wall. That's like a right. little. I don't know. It seems more immature to have that. Oh, it is. My apartment looks like a dorm room. Right. It totally does. Yeah, I think that's kind of <laughs> totally does. I think it's kind of cool to have like the specific poster of I went to that right. show. Totally. I got a Wilco. I have a handful of those, but for the most part, yeah, it's just like pictures of hot dudes. Is it really? That are in band. Morrissey's a hot dude. Oh, you're saying okay. Like Lots of Elvis, he's a hot yeah. dude. Right, right, right. Yeah. Hot ladies too. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, it's that's more di- my thing is like who do I want to be like today? <laughs> who am I gonna try to look like today yeah and a lot of them are dudes weirdly mm. i'm gonna get it this lenny bruce live at carnegie hall poster oh frame. that's rad yeah because it came with it came in the the lp set right so it's like a three record set of uh-huh. the live at carnegie hall and i got it for six dollars at a record store Amazing. like a while back and then when i opened it i was like oh there's like a little like liner notes or whatever and then i just kept unfolding this giant and it's this huge thing it's him and it's like a drawing of him with like a rainbow coming out right. of the side of oh, him. It's live rad. at Carnegie Hall. And you're going to get it like professionally. I think professionally framed. Well, you probably huge. do if it's so, yeah, if it's so huge. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to. Yeah. But I just got a Wilco concert poster framed. Nice. And it's super fucking rad. Nice. Because they played at the Greek theater. So it goes live at the Greek theater. And then it shows the observatory and then a light coming out of it. And then in the light, it says Wilco. Oh, that's awesome. It's amazing. I got it. That's the last time I went to the Greek theater was to see New Order. And they had cool posters. Maybe I should get a poster for that. I think live cool concert posters, posters are going to come back in a huge way because merch is so big now. Yeah. Because A, touring is. That's how bands make money. So merch is becoming really, really cool. Yeah. So live concert, like limited edition, just here this one night at the Greek, this specific poster for just this show. Right. There's going to be way more of that kind of shit. All right. That's we, exciting. I now i got to get into it. <laughs> You'll have like posters over posters. I, I kind of do. Yeah. There are a few things I had to do that for, like That's put a thing funny. over a thing in a frame because I was like running out of space. You and need frames. a flat file. What's that? What's that? It's like a drawer so you can put everything you're not hanging in to keep them safe. Okay. Ah, That's I just what have them rolled called. up in my closet. Well, that too. Yeah, but they get, they're all real wrinkled. <laughs> they're not in mint condition. <laughs> I have. You got to tell me. Don't where say that, mint condition. That's a, that's yeah, one thing you let condish. go of. As a result. There's no such thing. Yeah. Mint the, just things being mint condition. That's a thing you let go of in your 30s. Like I'm not getting any money like on eBay. Things being or mint yeah, condition. Yeah, getting yeah. things rated online. A not plus the move. plus. Yeah. We'll yeah. do business with again. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. You got to tell me where that frame place is again. Chinatown. But framing what? house design on Fra- Broadway. Framing house design. Okay. That's where you go. That's where I've been going for years. I'm gonna okay, start cool. going there. Dudes are super reasonable. Because I got one done that was like uh, a little smaller than that orange one you have, mm-hmm. and that cost fifty. Yeah, that's damn good. fifty f- or sixty. Most frame places, the key to all frame places are the same amount of work and cost. Just the neighborhood. Wait, no, no, no. I'm be- sorry. That was the poster before it. The Wilco one was like ninety. Again, because it was for bigger. that size, that's decent. So that's what the frame yeah. house design would charge. Yeah, about that. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good to know. 
We covered a lot of ground here today. We did. I, I thought feel it like was I'm good. Your most bummer guest. You're I not, feel better about life. Not at all. Okay, good. You don't feel better about no. your life. I you do. You were definitely. not a bummer. You were not a bummer. No, this is revealing and interesting. Cool. When we have guests on, I I personally don't like superficial bullshitty conversations. Well, Let's just shoot the shit. I will say shit. this to title. I did listen. I was like listening to you guys's episode about the convention on a plane. Which convention? The Morrissey convention you guys oh, did okay, with yeah. your brother and Julian, and I was like all, talking out loud on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I should have written this down because there were a few things where that's I was like, awesome. that's not true. No, wait a minute. No, no, no. Like I was saying this on a plane. Yeah. Because I think I even texted you too because I was like, wait a minute. That isn't... Sh-. I forget what it was. I'll yeah. have to come back and see because there were certain things that either... And Julian loves the Smiths and loves Morrissey. Like It, it was oh, just yeah. things where he was saying, I don't know. I can't remember now. But there were things that I agreed with and things I disagreed with. Okay. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting. You guys went to a convention and I never have been to one and probably will not be to going to Whoa. one. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting that you would not I don't not know go. why. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, it you didn't miss didn't, It didn't out feel much. nerdy enough to me. Really? That was my yeah. problem with that one. Is it I don't wasn't, think. I don't you did get Morrissey out. soap and that's a thing I've never owned. You want some? <laughs> I bought more than one. You mean you didn't oh, yeah. use it? Yeah. <laughs> now it's something you just have. like him or something? No. That's what I thought the gimmick would have been. Like that's something Kevin would buy and not use, the, and that would be something you would buy and immediately use. Yeah, I would be like, <laughs> "It's gonna make me smell like him." Right. Um. No, but I would put that on display. What's like the? Cr- I'm trying to think. I have a Morrissey Ouija board. That's interesting. I've never yeah, even heard. Somebody of that. made that on Etsy because of the song. So I've got a Morrissey Ouija board that comes with a thing. I'm trying to think of like the weirdest Morrissey thing I have. Huh. Morrissey. That's probably it. I How did does it get, get weirder than that? I, I, I mean, I will buy almost anything with his face on it. But I, so I have that. And I do have this t-shirt. When I, the summer before ninth grade, I hate, I was in the gifted class in school. Okay. I only have to tell you this for the, for the story. Yeah. So we took field trips. We took like insanely awesome field trips because it was a pretty small class. So it wasn't a thing where like the whole grade had to go or whatever. So the summer before my freshman year of high school, we went to England. We took a school field trip to England. Are you serious? Yeah, that was the first time that I went to England. I, I did 13. not expect insanely awesome field trip to be. Oh, we went kid. to by the way, England. This oh, the gifted, common we went, everywhere, but like where we went to school. I, every, we went to a good high school. There was no trips. So I, 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 everyone I, like, I meet people all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, we went on a trip in high school. We went to Italy. And you're like, what in the fuck? Yeah, the summer before 10th grade, we went to France. What? And we took a tour through Europe. It was like <laughs> seven countries. Fair. But again, it was the gifted class. It wasn't like the entire 10th grade class did this or whatever. It was uh, like, right. you know, 50 kids or something. Wow. 40 kids. So, yeah, when I was 13, that was the first time I went to England. And our tour guide at the time, and of course, you know, I'm like, I have a list of Morrissey landmarks I need to see. <laughs> you know, and the teachers yeah. are like, we don't give a fuck. We're here to yeah. do educational shit. But the lady who was our tour guide, you know, I'm 13. She was probably like 25 or some of the time. She was cool as shit. And I was talking to her about it. Like, I'm super into Morrissey. I'm super into Smiths. Can we go to the... And she's like, oh, my God, I am too. I'll totally take you to these places. So she took me to a bunch of places like in downtime. And also that we had our own like tour bus for the whole like trip. And I made everybody listen to like your arsenal on the tour bus cassette tape player and all this. So she was super cool because I'm crazy and I keep in touch with everybody. We were like best friends, even though I'm like some dumb 13-year-old. She was cool as shit to me. We traded addresses. We became pen pals. And I would like send her my zine and stuff. So she sent me, because again, she's grown and like she was getting married. 
and her and her husband were like getting ready to move in together. And she sent me a box of like Smith stuff that he had gotten at the time because they were old enough to have seen the Smiths. Right. So he had this T-shirt that I still have. It's one of my most prized possessions in the whole world. And it's the grimiest, nastiest. It's got holes in it. It's got pit stains. But it's this shirt with a picture of Morrissey holding a typewriter over his head that he had like typed the lyrics to the first Smiths album to. Wow. He's holding it over his head. And it's a shirt that they gave out at a show. They only gave out like a hundred of them at this one show in wherever the fuck England on like the Meet His Murder tour that her husband had had forever. Wow. And she sent it to me and she was like, you can have it now. And when I was in high school, I remember being in like ninth or 10th grade and wearing it. I had to wear like a shirt underneath and everything because it's like falling apart. <laughs> but I, yeah, I wore it to school being like, I mean, in my head, I'm like, welcome the coolest motherfucker y'all have ever seen to school today but of course zero people have any idea who morrissey is they have no clue but i'm just like strutting like yeah what's up yeah so i wore it a couple of times but they were like your shirt has holes yeah they're just like ooh, gross who the fuck is this fag on here holding a typewriter you know what i mean um but yeah that's i still have that i still have that shirt like in my closet it's uh, seriously will disintegrate at any minute I'll never get rid of you it. You should though. get that framed. I kind of want to, but I don't like retiring a jersey or something. <laughs> right. I don't really know the logistics of. I mean, it's gross. You I take mean, it if to a frame, it, they'll figure it out. Yeah, but it's so. Yeah, I have. That's like a thing that I have. That's like a really prized possession. Wow. For several reasons. I mean, obviously, being that it's like this rare Smith shirt, but I also like that. My tour guide on my ninth grade trip to England, who I am still friends with, like gave it to, to me. this day. You guys are still friends. Still friends. Do they ever ask about the shirt? Yeah, I sent her also, when she had a kid, I sent her, the funny part is she was super an REM, and I'm from Georgia, so I was like, I can go to Athens and get you like hella legit REM stuff, and so we would trade, and so after that, I went and got at like (laughs) Wuxtry Records, like super OG, like this kid, like this child's REM shirt or something that she dressed her kid in, her son when he was born, and yeah, we still talk. That's so cool. Yeah, she's really cool. I wonder if she thought that... Her when, kid's, like, grown now. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if she thought, or her and her husband thought, like, we're going to give this shirt to, like, basically a teenager. Are mm-hmm. they going to, you know, is she going to hold on to it or it. throw it away? I think after a week of hanging out with me, she knew I was going <laughs> to... Keep it she forever. She knew I was okay. ride or die. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you still have it. That's I so awesome. I still have it. Yeah. I hope I don't... I wonder if I'm going to turn into one of those people that, like keeps collecting shit and never gets rid of anything it's hard because mm-hmm. i'm starting to do getting that. rid of stuff is very hard mm-hmm. it's hard yeah i don't want to be a hoarder i'm not a hoarder but like when it comes to like especially music memorabilia right. stuff where i'm like this needs to stay forever you know oh yeah yeah i, I might tough. be that guy i have 55 black t-shirts yeah, Wait, I got plain? No. Some of them have stuff <laughs> oh, okay. on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you like? Plain? Your no, version no, of no, Simon no. Cowell or whatever? No, where it's no. like all just like a closet of v I do have a lot of plain black t-shirts, but I also have like a lot of like skate ones that I would have trouble getting rid of that I don't really wear that much. You know what right. makes it even harder to like curb that that desire to do that is fucking eBay. Yeah. You're like, oh, that old concert shirt from a, a 90s tour that I was too young to go on? purchase yes and then yes. it's at your house three days later yep yeah that's a dangerous i have to Very not dangerous. be part of me was like i should delete the ebay app yeah because i don't need another tool shirt <laughs> exactly you know no, what I mean? I, i've had to do that too like i i just can't look there are times where i'm like yeah don't even go shop for <laughs> because that. it's there you know whatever you want is mm-hmm. there it's bad it's it bad is. totally 
because i mean there's like you know the 90s rock thing is nostalgic now mm-hmm. so there's bands where i'm like oh maybe that shirt and this shirt and i'll catch myself thinking about it i'm like i just told myself to buy nine <laughs> band shirts <laughs> Right. Just like free to so, say, oh, I'd like that one. That'd be a good yeah. one to have too. Oh, no, maybe this. And then I'm like, no, no. Right. Each one of these will be seventy dollars. Right. And then and then I go delete eBay app. Right. And then reinstall well, it. Well, I even found that later. I have some. You know that stretch of La Brea, is it La Brea or Fairfax? There's that has like vintage clothing stores where they have all of these band T-shirts in the window. I went into one of those out of curiosity, and I was just like. Because they had like Smith shirts that were like three hundred. Oh, Kelly Cole, you're probably thinking of. I'm not really, on La Brea. I, mean, maybe I don't really on know the any West of the Side. Names, there's like a couple back to back, and there were a few where I'm like, "This is fucking three And they'll be like, "Oh yes, it's from the whatever tour, and it's a." And I'm like, yeah. "That makes me." I'm like, "I have some of these." It's the, I keep some of them. I keep because I'm like I won't be homeless ever. Right. If if Dire Straits comes, I get I got a three hundred dollars Smith T shirt in my collection. I can I sell could to this sell lady. Sell this Dire Straits T shirt. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So yeah, I keep some of them just in case. My friend has a uh, a bunch of old. She has a, also has a business which you would like. It's like a vintage clothing clothing mm-hmm. store with tons of cool shit. But she has a bunch of band T-shirts that she goes, oh, no, those will never go in the store. That's my 401k. Right, exactly. Like she has, I mean, a ton oh, that are totally. worth probably, you know, a fortune. I don't know what ones I didn't ask. Because in a weird way, that it would be like prying and asking right. how much money she right. has how saved. Much you, how much do you have in the bank? Yeah, yeah. yeah and I didn't want to yeah. get into details. But she was like, I got a lot of really good ones that I'm never putting in the store. Because right. if and when there's a problem, I got racks of. Exactly. Because yeah. she literally travels. Sure. You know, the country. Well, the good world. ones are 500 bucks. Yeah. So if you have, I don't know, lots of them. If you have right. 50. Yeah. You know, set. which e- she easily could. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I tried to look, I occasionally try to look up, I wanted an old Tom Petty shirt and I was like, I looked for five minutes and I was like, nope. I did that with I that. want one real bad, but not yeah. $700 bad. Right. Or a Metallica shirt. Or, yeah, but are you yeah. willing to just get like a reprint or something? They don't, they, the pro, it's not that the reprints are bad because they're not, they're just wrong. Right. The shirts, it's not the print. It's not the printing of them. It's the t-shirts. Right. The t-shirts are wrong. Because, you know, like, 90 shirts were on, like, a thick Hanes beefy tee. Yes. Right. And now they're all on that thin American apparel. Because they think they're like, you want it soft. I'm like, no, I do not. Right. You want yeah. the beefy tee. And the designs sometimes. Like, some of them were cool back then because they weren't that great. Right. Yeah. You know, they looked they a, a little, little off. off. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe, to, maybe just to me, but I was looking for old Neil Young shirts, and right. I was like, oh, all right, I want it. And there, there weren't a lot, and the ones that, there are, that are available are a lot of money. And then I looked on, I think, his site or something, because he's playing soon, and uh, there were like these reissued ones of like, of old albums, but it would be just like the cover on a shirt. So On the Beach right. is just the cover of it on a shirt, and then Tonight's the Night. And I was like, these are super cool, but they... They looked too new and it was too just, crisp. yeah, it was just the album cover. Right, They're right. a little wrong. Yeah. The thing is, a lot of bands don't put money into apparel because the split that they have to make with the venues is so fucked. There's no money in it. Really? Yeah. 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 Merch. Is that why t-shirts now are like $50 yeah, at concerts? Yeah, because you give the venue like I think half. Oh, damn. And it's just there's not a lot of incentive for it. Well, the right. merch deals are like, it depends on who you're playing under. So what what promoter or whatever? But then some bands, it's up to them. They're like, we're going to charge this much. Partly, it's because we have to give part of it to the company, the uh, the whoever we're playing for. If it's Live Nation or, or Ticketmaster, or whoever, it was same thing. But um, 
And then other times it's like they're greedy. The bands right. are too. They're like, right. that's how we make money. Or they're just like kind of poor maybe. Mm-hmm. So like this is how the only way we're making make up the cost. Yeah. We're making any cash or whatever. Yeah. So there's someone about to knock on your door, Kevin. Okay. I want to talk to them. Oh. You guys keep going. Yeah. Okay. I wonder who that is. Um, so. Um, All right. Yeah. It's so weird. So. Does that happen often? That's happened once before. Like someone knocked on his door while we were recording and there was a guest too and then kevin just went like he waved him off and went no and they were like oh and then they is just it solicitors because he also he has a fence it's not like it's exactly super easy to just walk up to his door yeah i think it might be a neighbor oh okay because he's just an just an old guy he's not carrying anything he's not i had mormons knock on my door the other day and try to yeah be like listen and to i've the never truth. had that really i have i have i have often more than once had jehovah's witnesses knock on my door Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never had it in uh in my neighborhood. It was a two, and they were young kids. They looked right. like they were like eighteen. Really? And they came up, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna like videotape this when I open the door and see if anything cool happens." But they were so like innocent and young and nice that it wasn't like I'm like nothing weird's gonna happen. Well, what did you say? Because I'm always just kind of like, "No, thank you." Like, what do you? What did you say? Or well, I was just it? like, "Hey, what's up?" And he was like. uh Hi, uh, we're with the Seventh Day Adventist Church of, blah, 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 of Latter Day Saints, Adventist Latter Day Saints, or whatever. And like, oh, we're just wondering if we can um, uh, talk to you about God or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really interested. Uh, okay, that's my neighbor. There's a problem. There's a problem. Yeah. Oh it's shit. Hard to explain. Oh, okay. Oh. But yeah, so he like knocked on the door, and I was just like, I'm not interested. And like, do you know anyone else that would be interested in God or blah? blah. I'm like, not in this neighborhood, buddy. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. the hard sell with god okay so we gotta go yeah we gotta abruptly wrap this Sorry, up this is incredibly weird but like he needs my help right now with okay. his wife so. okay oh yeah my god. So, okay jeez all right well we'll talk about bye. this next time <laughs> guys uh bye. thank you for being here okay bye bye